This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries, official sponsor of Faction 46 and Nice Motorsports Truck Series teams. Forney offers versatile welding and plasma cutting machines, along with a full line of metalworking accessories for beginners, do-it-yourselfers, and professionals. Forney has everything you need for your next metalworking project. Shop for these top-of-the-line products at ForneyIND.com, that's F-O-R-N-E-Y-I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you. Hey y'all, Rick Houston here, and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel lock pliers, and they weren't new. They yeah. had been, they had been yeah. around the block a time or two. What's so, the first deal they built, I bet? No, no. You know, you could, I think they were, they had, the, the pliers had been red before, but paint had worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, a.k.a. Dr. Daniel Pierce of UNC Asheville, to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experience of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this this souped-up car, and he, he complained that the government gave him these piece-of-crap, cheapo cars and that, that were really no match, but he thought he was doing pretty good. And then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappears. But then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him. And it, it, as he said, it was a game of chicken and I was a chicken. And so he ran off the boat. And actually, he was the guy who, who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy still when Junior got tangled up in a, in a barbed wire fence. <laughs> So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast available on YouTube, DailyDownForce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Bought Podcast. Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at PolePositionMag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item, backed with great feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At PolePositionMag.com, you can even find past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season. Learn more at PolePositionMag.com. That's PolePositionMag.com. Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at lionelracing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. 
Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. Welcome to the NASCAR Week podcast, guys. I don't know. What, I don't know what Jared was talking about there, but uh, <laughs> but hey, I was just commenting that the the NASCAR app still has the furniture row font for the '78. It's been how many years uh, now? It's since the, it's 2018. Time, yeah, it's time to Four. move on, fellas. It's time yeah. to move on. But hey, we appreciate you guys checking out NASCAR Week podcast tonight here on Danny B Talks. We are hosted by our usual panel, but as you can tell, there is one other face in here. You know him by many names. Steve, Deputy Faviano, and of course, Big Mama Juju. <laughs> Please welcome Jeff Faviano. He's a popular YouTube gaming channel here on YouTube, but he's also outspoken as a NASCAR fan and giving him a chance to come in here and just chat NASCAR with us for tonight. So, Jeff, we appreciate you being on with us tonight. Oh, thank you for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Real quick here, we do want to say thanks to one of our sponsors to start the episode. Thanks to Moby. Moby is one of our proud sponsors. As you can tell, outside of dairy, and most of us are, are bearded gentlemen, including Jeff here. Don't mind Mo- me just taking care of business over here. <laughs> yep. Eric showing off the great tools there from Moby. going to show up on my white shirt. I should not actually shave my beard on the stream. But, <laughs> hey, yeah, that probably wouldn't be good, but... Hey, Moby offers up to an adjustable five-step guide for to precise hair length. So, no matter if you've got uh, more of a long, more of a medium beard like myself, a longer beard like Jeff, or a shorter beard like Eric's, you are good to go. You can check out their products in Walmart's near you, and Moby will take good care of all of your male facial grooming needs. Thanks to Moby for sponsoring this week's episode of the NASCAR Week Podcast. Now, outside of that, guys, we had probably quite possibly one of the coolest races of the year, much better than last year's Circuit of Americas. And uh, Eric, I want to open up to you to start this episode. Since you picked Ross Chastain to win, I wanted to, but I backed myself into a wall by having him as underdog instead. But, uh, you know, at the end of it, Eric, I thought my guy was going to steal one again, but he didn't. What do you think of that? I it was I mean it was a great race first and foremost I, I guess I was the only one here that was there at the track uh, I was pleased to see that SMI and Circuit of the Americas had had brought more this this year I think now that COVID was really never a concern planning this event they had more entertainment offerings some were kind of random like they had dogs 
belly flopping into ball pits for fans enjoyment. So you know, maybe not all of it was as good as the next, but at least they brought a lot of stuff. They really tried to make this uh, a big deal. Like going to other NASCAR races, you don't see nearly this kind of uh, th- this kind of stuff built up around the track than you did at Coda. So I was really happy to see that the event seems to be a success still two years in. I hope that means they come back because I want to see NASCAR um, thrive in these newer, trendier markets like Nashville, like Austin, Texas. I want to see a NASCAR event do well there. But um, as for the race itself, no, it was, it was great. I was worried because last year, the bits and pieces we saw of dry track racing, it wasn't always great in trucks, Xfinity, and the little bit we saw in cup, we never really saw much dry racing in cup, but yeah, the cars were kind of spread out, maybe difficult to pass in a lot of spots. But I thought with the next gen car this weekend, there were ample passing opportunities, obviously on restarts when they all fanned out five wide going into turn one, you can make up positions, but turn 11, turn 12. And as we saw at the very end of the race, turn 17, you could bump and run turn 19. You could bump and shunt and run, you know, there were plenty of passing opportunities and, I think the next gen car, as it's done pretty much every week this year so far, it passed the test once again. I think it allowed the drivers, it put the racing in the drivers' hands and allowed them to showcase their talent. So I, I thought it was a great race. Certainly, like you said, Danny, better, more interesting, more entertaining than last year. And I hope that uh, I hope they come back in 2023. I hope this continues to be a mainstay on the schedule. Absolutely, um, Jeff. I want to ask you because you you've been watching NASCAR for a while. You was telling us that you kind of you was watching it long, long ago, and then you got back into it about the late or middle 2010. So, as a NASCAR fan for a while, what you saw this Sunday, how does that compare to what you know what you expect out of NASCAR? Uh, this entire season so far has been amazing. I uh, I'm I'm proud to be a NASCAR fan again. There towards the end of the last. Uh, last bit of uh, what the gen six offered i was starting to get kind of like you know uh kind of tired of it um but yeah i was i had a really really open mind going into this season and uh everything that we have seen so far has been nothing short of fantastic and it reminds me of the 2000s era of nascar absolutely and speaking of the 2000s era of nascar that's something my friend Jarrett knows all about so Jarrett, (laughs) you tell us what what tell us your thoughts on this one well, so I, what the thing that I was kind of nervous about going into this weekend, I wasn't too nervous, was just how it was going to be, like we talked about being dry. I mean, I remember being there last year, and I don't remember being dry, even when it wasn't raining. Um, so it was, it was definitely um, a pleasant surprise. But the thing that I was so surprised with was the fact that, and I think the next-gen car had a lot to do with it, is the UFO was just shaking violently. Um, I, I think what had to do with it was just the next gen car races so well on road courses. I mean, I think they, they showed like a graphic that it, the laps this year were faster than the ones that were run last year at this track. And they like when it was dry and they still were able to, you know, catch up to people, get a draft down that really long straightaway. But then at the same time, you know, different drivers like AJ Allmendinger were outbreaking others. Um, but I want to, I want to point out, uh, Trek house in particular, not just Ross Chastain, but Daniel Suarez in that first stage, you know, he won the first stage, but at the same time, he was really, really competitive for that first stint of the race. And and I'd argue just about as competitive as Ross Chastain, who probably had the dominant car. It's like track house this year at every track. It seems like each of those drivers is run up front. It's just a matter of something happens or whatnot, but I'm just, I'm blown away by how track house has been so far. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion right now, I mean like, yeah, you could make the argument it's too early to tell and stuff, but you know, with the um, amount of, uh, of 
different tracks we've raced that uh, that we've uh, raced at so far this year, I really could see you know Trackhouse being that powerhouse team early on. I mean, you, I mean, look at Vegas there. Chastain, you know, leads a bunch of laps. Didn't win there though. And then obviously on the super speedways, you know, Chastain was there at the end. You know, at the new you know Atlanta super speedway. You know, if we uh, want to call it that now. And then also like um, the uh, the Coda race really stood out to me too so far because not not just one. You had two of their cars. You know, up running up front. I mean, Suarez. Yeah, he ran into some latest um, into uh, some problems later on in the race and stuff. But he was still up there competing for his first career win. So I mean. It, a win is definitely around the corner for him. And then Chastain was able to finish out the deal and stuff. And it, and really, I mean, when you look at the next-gen teams, the Chevys have really found something early on in the season. I mean, Hendrick Motorsports and then Trackhouse Racing. I mean, Trackhouse, I mean, we, we did expect them to run good, but I'll be honest, not this good. I did not expect them to be this good out of the gate. So they had like... They had the two best cars, I think, in this mm-hmm. race. Suarez led every lap in stage one, lost his track position because of stage racing at road courses. It's a broken system, unfortunately. Yeah. And then he got spun, and then he never recovered. But then from there, Chastain would have won stage two until he pit again stage racing, and then obviously dominated stage three and won the race. So no, nobody expected Trackhouse to be this good because neither Suarez or Chastain are thought of as elite road course racers like Chastain had a couple good finishes last year but we've never really considered Suarez in that upper echelon of road course guys meanwhile even some Chevy drivers like Chase Elliott I know he ended up in the top five but had a road course that's like a DNF for for Chase Mm -hmm. Elliott based on his standards he was 30th in practice like I was a little surprised to see him a little off his game at the on the first road course of the season by his stand really overall it was surprising and I I think the extra track time helped too but Alex Bowman was overall the best Hendrick car all weekend I'd say the thing that was really odd is that, you know, yes, Elliot made his way up throughout the day, but aside from like a, a minor check-in here or there, he really was never on the broadcast whatsoever. Yeah. He was a complete non-factor. Was so was Kyle zone. Larson. Kyle Larson was a complete non-factor for most of the day. And he's about equal with Chase Elliott in terms of road course, especially from last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, you know, both you, of them were this class of the field last Kyle year. Larson won more road courses than, than anyone. That's that's the surprising part. Mm-hmm. I was really yeah. rooting for Suarez at uh, Auto Club. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. was, oh, yeah. And then I was just like, man, that really made me realize that Trackhouse was legitimate. Like, I, I knew that they were going to be something to watch this year. But that was like, wow, like this car is really putting a lot of guys in some amazing spots. Well, even and seeing Suarez late in matter time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Suarez, he almost won Bristol last year, Bristol Dirt. So there yeah. should have been a yeah. sign of things to come. But again, I mean, <laughs> out of the new teams, I did not expect Trackhouse to be this good out the gate. And yeah. really, I mean, if you want to look at the uh, at it from a uh, from a manufacturer standpoint, too, I mean, the Chevy seem to have it figured out. The Fords are getting there. But the Toyotas, man, let's talk about them for a second. Like, what's what's going on? What's hey, going on with these guys? Hamlin won a stage somehow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is. That's right. Yeah. That was their lone highlight. Well, I guess. But th- this I, is this is kind of a side. Well, I guess we'd say aside from Matt Kenseth, this is what they pretty much did in 2013. They took a step back with a new yeah. car. Uh, 2014, they weren't really good until major changes were made in 2015. So I'm not really surprised uh, per se that we have Toyota as a manufacturer lagging behind. We were going to have one. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> Denny Hamlin actually made an appearance this season without missing a shift. So they still didn't get people are forgetting ten. about the Las Vegas race because that was a Toyota show. Yeah, mm-hmm. that race would have been won by Yeah, yeah. Yep. true. 
True. Yeah, but, but they'd certainly been a little off. Like Bell came back to finish third, which he desperately needed. But aside from him, uh, Kyle Busch, there was a lot of chaos late in the race. Like Bush got caught up in something on the last lap. We finally saw replay like days later. Uh, Truex was kind of just a non-factor. Hamlin, after he lost track, just was kind of a non-factor. So, I mean, there's certainly issues with Toyota. But, I, yeah, I'm not going to panic just yet um, because they have still showed signs of race-winning speed. But, you know, it's surprising that Hamlin doesn't have a top five or top 10 i'm sorry and we're six races into the season like that's not that's not okay <laughs> that doesn't <Yeah>. seem good <laughs> three dnfs i believe at this point oh yeah. bad. That's i bad. mean he, he hasn't finished half the races he started this year <laughs> i think what's most surprising about toyota in general struggling is the fact that out of all the cars in the next gen i feel like toyota is the least changed aerodynamically from what they had before yeah, well, I think with Toyota, I, Toyota, when they first announced that or considered going to a spec car, Toyota was outspoken against it because Toyota spent, spent probably more money than Ford or Chevy on development of the old Gen 6 car. Yeah. And that was they built all the they building the cars up from the ground up all by themselves. I think Toyota had an advantage then. I think now that all the cars are equal and it's really just what do you have under the hood? I mean, we saw at the end of 2020, Chevy made huge gains with Chase Elliott winning all those races. So I just think Toyota when it's just a battle of the engines yeah they're there's averages everybody else there's they're really no no more special because every other area they had an advantage has basically been taken away from them i'd say so i, I think yeah they, they are lagging behind probably because largely because of the next gen like i hate to chalk everything up to the next gen i mean the people building the race assembling the race cars working on the race cars executing at the track still matter but we know Toyota has good drivers. We know they have good crew chiefs and they're some of the best pit crews. So at this point, their struggles, I think, pretty much have to be chalked up to the next gen. They don't have it figured out yet. Yeah, I think I think that's – Eric basically just hit the nail on the head right there. Um, moving on, talk about more subjects in the race. There was a fair amount of cautions and definitely a lot of drama to the end of this race. So uh, I want to start off with their overall thoughts on that one. I'm, I mean, I, I can just say uh, – Right here. Okay, it, it's road course racing. It's yeah. road. I mean that that's what road that's a, course that's just racing. That's road course racing. That, well, it's what it's what it's become in NASCAR in a lot of ways. And and you know we can maybe argue whether one of them was a caution or whatever. Pretty much every one of them was a valid caution. Um, but this is just what it's going to become when you know NASCAR. And I, I don't want to keep beating on this drum, but I kind of do. When they don't institute, you know. Just when they, when they keep having full course yellows for, they need for different to add incidents. local yellows, for yeah, some. or some or some kind of a variation to what what we have now, because it's it just sets it up to where these guys have to dive into every turn or every one of the first couple turns, because that's one where you're going to make up the most ground when you can go five or six or seven wide into that first turn, uh, and and two, you know for a fact that somebody's going to get spun, so you know if you can make up that huge chunk and then have another restart, you can continuously make up these, these big chunks. I, I see people, you know, Oh, it's a wreck fest. It's this or that, but I, I don't see it as anything worse than a, a Daytona or Talladega finish. You know, we almost all the cars were still out there at the end. It was just the chaos that the end of these races have now. 
Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I'll be honest too. I'm, I, I was very surprised that we didn't see more wrecks entering turns, you know, entering uh, um, the first turn there and stuff too. Cause like you said, six, seven wide sometimes too. I mean, I was watching some of the uh, race highlights again uh, this morning just to um, get a, uh, just to get a, a, a refresher on what had happened and stuff. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's right. They were really racing like this on every single restart. So I'm, I was surprised there wasn't a, there wasn't more wrecks to be honest with you. I mean, on the point of like a of like local yellows, I, I I saw Jeff Gluck. I don't remember the guy's name. I think it was Jeffrey something. Um, had a thread on Twitter where he suggested a sort of a variant of the virtual safety car, and mm. I don't remember exactly what he how he described it. But I thought, okay, maybe that's realistic because the problem with local yellows, the way other series do them, is is I think even NASCAR said this. If they need, if they feel like they need to put safety vehicles on or near the track they're going to throw a full course yellow. And I think for pretty much every caution that we saw on Sunday, it was either a car, a car stalled that needed a push. It was a ton of rocks or debris kicked up on the track, which would require a full course yellow, unfortunately, or a wheel fell off a car. You know, and that requires, someone's got to go get it. There's got to be a guy getting yeah. out of a truck in racing it's, field of, in the field of play. And I think anytime that's, comes up nascar is going to go full course yellow it just sucks that coda is a three and a half mile track yeah. <laughs> what, he, what he put out there was kind of like you know when we go go-karting and they still have everyone down while someone spun out let him go and then keep going that's sort of yeah, like that's what basically it like. what he yeah and i'd be fine with that that's uh, that's more actually to what i would personally like because a it allows for strategy if you're on that side of the track and you can pit really quick while everyone's slow you know, maybe NASCAR make a rule against that or whatever, but it's it's a way to shake up the race and have more strategy that kind of gets thrown to the wayside by stage racing, mm-hmm. and it keeps the pace up. I think I, I wanted to say this because I know I get flack for it. Eric does. I see Radman does. Where when you when anyone ever talks about shorter races, it's not necessarily you know this actually kind of fits in in the sense that it's not necessarily we want less racing. Is that we want to keep the pace of the race up. And I think yeah. that's like the main issue at road course races right now is, you know, when, when, when normal green flag laps take one to two and a half minutes, depending on the road course, it, it starts to really, really, it's, really drag yeah. down the pace. And then you add brutal. a caution, you add yeah. a caution, and then you add, you know, the, uh, the mandatory stage cautions that come out. It just takes forever to finish. Yeah. yeah they love it because you're getting a lot of full screen commercial time during that. Mm. And then you come back <laughs> and they're like, all right, they're halfway across around Coda now, so let's go to another commercial break. <laughs> I think they did that Saturday. I'm wondering they did. They, they I, did. <laughs> I, I think it was the old Montreal track in Canada that the Nationwide Series used to go to. That one seems like the cautions would take forever at that one. They they couldn't even get like around the track by the time a oh. commercial break would be done. Dude, at Road America last year, we were able to like go to a different corner, like order cheese curds, eat those, and then find a place to sit before they even got halfway around the track. It was yeah. insanely long. Wow. Um, but I would, I would, you know, I, I might be embellishing there, but I would love <laughs> for some kind of small change to be made just so that, you know, again, just keep that pace up. That's, I think that's, that's the big thing that, fan like we fans especially younger fans want we just want it to continuously have action the way that let's f1 does or any of these other ones you know i know that is overused but let's build a shortcut for cautions yeah the short course (laughs) yeah use the short course for if if they're able to you know some kind if if they're able to to use that to make the caution shorter maybe like 
don't count the caution laps in that sense. I guess you could do that. I don't. But then, know. but then also, like I was thinking about this too. I, once the race goes back under green, do you think one of the drivers would accidentally take that shortcut? <laughs> no. <laughs> if they if they do, they will be they will get maimed to death. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I think see that, that the I think that the the boomers are upset because or they're upset with stage racing because that's the time that they would take to nap during a race. <laughs> now they don't want to miss out on the action that happens. Yeah. But yeah, back in yeah. the day, that was what everybody would do, to sleep in the middle of the race and be like, oh, wake up for the end. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd, I'd be lying if I haven't took a race day nap here and there. But Oh, yeah. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. But if yeah. they keep that pace up, then, yeah, you don't even think that you, you have to because mm-hmm. when we have like really, really good races that we've had so far this year, you don't you don't even want to leave the the living room or, or mm-hmm. wherever you're sitting to watch the races yeah. a lot of times yeah. i will sit there and watch a full screen commercial because i'm like especially on. especially for this year's auto club race the second race of the season yeah. like once once we saw the uh the uh the next gen on a track like that i was like i don't think there's gonna um there's uh gonna be any races where i'm either gonna a nap or b just freaking just get up and do something else or whatever just because the racing has been so good this year so phenomenal so I will, I'll say the biggest thing, you know, we'll get into this in just a second, kind of talk about the last lap. I was drawn into it mainly because when your driver you're rooting for is doing well, it definitely makes the race a lot more rewarding to pay attention to all of it. Like I was actually, I was actually enjoying just seeing uh, at the start how much Bowman had fell back. I think he was like 10 seconds back at some point, and he came back within like three seconds. I mean, I was like, wow, he's got some serious speed in his car today. So I was enjoying watching him working his way through the field even though they didn't show it it wasn't showed the camera on the whole time i was just kind of invested more like okay he's doing good i think he's got a chance to win and you know in the end he, he did have a chance this is why i miss nascar race view because when it worked mm-hmm. i'd have that on my laptop and that went through commercials and i had every angle of my driver on exactly mm-hmm. where i was at the track at all times and that was beautiful like i i'd catch myself i'd get like prints on like my side because i'd be watching the tv sitting on my couch <laughs> and i'd be leaning so far over the, the armrest on my laptop, just examining, you could probably, I'm looking away from that, but examining the race, I'd like finally sit up after half an hour and be like, oh, I'm sore. I was, I didn't realize I was that into it. So I, I got the uh, scanner uh, part, you know, on the, the app yeah. and I use that. But a lot of times, like towards the end of the race, I have to shut it off because it will spoil it. Because for some reason, the scanner <laughs> is That's right. of the broadcast. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I have to turn it off so it doesn't ruin it for me. I, I do got to say, <laughs> I didn't get to watch the first part of the race on TV because I was actually busy catching up on, on some work here in the office. So um, I didn't have a way to watch it in the office. I was li- actually listening to PRN's like coverage of it. I thought they did a phenomenal job actually on the radio this week, like calling that race, especially for a road course. They got to have a lot of different guys. They had a lot more hands on deck to do that their way of like pretty much telling me what's going on was really good. I, I still felt like I knew everything that was happening along with paying attention to the NASCAR app. But for those of you who did get a chance to watch it on TV, was it really as bad as it sounded from the start of it? Like the Fox broadcast part of it? Yeah. I, I'll, I'll be, I'll be real with you. Like aside from them constantly all weekend wanting to go commercial with five to go, uh, mm-hmm. the the coverage itself wasn't as bad as people were saying it, personally. It, now, especially yeah. Tony Stewart being on there. Oh, he, I yeah, love having Tony back. I was just about <laughs> yes. to comment on that too. Tony yep. Stewart being in the booth and calling out NASCAR on some of their BS calls. <laughs> I love it. I'm all for it. But I will say this though. The pre-race show, again, just continues to be cringy and cringy okay. each I, and every race. I, guess, I haven't been watching those. I, I, guess, been I guess that's more what I'm asking for because <laughs> oh. I, I didn't see any of that. 
Oh, it's I a saw method it. of torture. Uh, it's, I saw it's awful. it. I, I, that was actually my first ever pre-race show I've watched this year um, outside of Auto Club. So, so um, um, the second pre-race show I've watched in, in its entirety. It, and I don't know, just seeing Michael Welter interview The Undertaker and stuff. And like, he was just, uh, I'm just like, <laughs> man, look, I, I, lo- I love me some Mikey. Don't get me wrong. But like, it's in certain instances that I love him and stuff. I'm like... Did he really need to do that type of interview with my, the Undertaker there? Because like and he, was, there. he was no. like he was like up close in his face. Michael Walter, like, what's going on? Man? Michael Walter is the last person that they should have had around the Undertaker. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it just <laughs> it just felt it was just it, it was just really cringeworthy to me. I'll, you know? I'll be real, yeah. that really wasn't anywhere close to like being the worst one this year. Like it's actually, it, was, it actually no. was an improvement. <laughs> it, but it, it was still cringe though. That's the that's what's crazy, you know. The but that cringe worked so in like the two thousands. That worked in the two thousands. Yeah, it doesn't it work doesn't now. Maybe, that's the thing. No. Maybe see, it's because they were I, younger then. I don't know because like I I go back and I watch some of the stuff from t- I watched like two thousand three races a lot here lately. And I'm just so invested into what they were doing. Like, they were doing more journalistic pieces. And I think I love that kind of stuff. Like, one of the races I was watching, it was actually the Rockingham race where Kenza wrapped up the championship. They had an interview with Jack Roush talking about, you know, him surviving a plane crash. Mm-hmm. One which I was watching. One? Yeah, which one? <laughs> which, which one? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, they had something talk, talking to Kurt Busch about the, uh, the guy, you know, who unfortunately passed away. That, or, no, he didn't pass away. I, he had her passed away or his heart. There was a guy he had to fill in for at a light model race and kind of like help jumpstart his NASCAR career. I mean, there there was a lot more, I don't know, good deep dives in NASCAR. Like they were giving people who didn't have the access, the access that they wanted a chance to see these guys behind the scenes. I think that's the stuff that I missed before races. Like I'm, we say, we say this a lot of time. We missed the speed network stuff. We missed that kind of stuff. Cause that was, that was proper NASCAR video journalism before races in my opinion a lot of yeah. stuff and then like one of the other cringy things like they had the entire fox nascar on fox crew like lip sync to some country song <laughs> or whatever i was like what i'm like what is this i'm like i i want to see racing i want to see you guys talk about racing i don't care for all these other little skits or whatever i'm like i'm like this is not some high school talent night show like this is a real broadcast y'all like come on let's I, take it more serious i, I mean I get it to a point because you know your people involved are also your your people involved production production are also your stars, but most people are tuning in because they want to see the racers. And even us to an extent, we have to sometimes you know talk about ourselves and our YouTube stuff. But at the same time, we know that people are wanting to see NASCAR content when they come to our channels. I'll put it this way. I was watching the I watched the entire F1 race. Um, um, they were in uh, Saudi Arabia. So I was watching that and I was just like, yeah, like this is amazing. You know, the broadcast and stuff, the graphics and how serious they take it, you know? And then you turn on, you know, NASCAR on Fox's broadcast, their previous show and all that stuff. And I'm just like, man, like dude, NASCAR could be so cool. And, 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 um, and I mean, (laughs) um, what I'm trying to say is though, is that, and, and we'll probably talk about this more um, when we uh, talk about the ratings and stuff, but that 18 to 49 demographic you know that key demographic and stuff i mean f1 is not too far behind um nascar in terms of those demographics you know how many people watch those and and i feel like one of those things that um that make f1 so um entertaining and so you know um i guess cool looking 
is how serious they take the broadcast and stuff, you know, the graphics yeah. and stuff, the commentating too, you know, it's with, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely with the times as, you know, as uh, compared to Fox's um, um, NASCAR and Fox broadcast mm -hmm. team, that's kind of, you know, they're kind of stuck in the early 2000s is uh, what I'm trying to say. Well, guys, I didn't mean to get us on a tangent talk about the Fox stuff, but let's get back on subject here. I'm probably going to be a little bit biased in this, so I'll let some of the other guys talk about this more. <laughs> that that finish, Chastain, Almanager, Bowman. I do got to say, I feel like Bowman, compared to the truck race, Rando's last laps absolutely perfectly clean. He honestly passed them all clean, in my opinion. He didn't touch any of them to make the pass. Oh, we lost Jeff. He'll be back. Oh, we'll get him right. back. We'll get him back. Um... Oh. Clean, he but he gave uh, Chastain a shot between seventeen and eighteen. He didn't touch mm -hmm. him. What are you talking about? Oh, no, yeah, yeah, he, he, did. Did. Yeah, he did. did. I didn't say it. Not a bad one, but he gave him a little bit of a blinders on, man. I saw him pass on the inside. What are y'all talking about? Uh, how do you think the inside got open? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's, that's... No, it, it was that one was fair. That's not the yeah. one that was controversial. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is this like the last lap? Are we talking about? Yeah, yeah. like. Right after Almondinger bumped Chastain, he also got bumped by Bowman just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. I, I saw him more having to swing wide when Chastain went wide. That's all I saw. All right, oh Danny. All right. You are biased, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to call it, man. Come on, bro. It was, it was, I'm not saying it was a bad thing. I, either way, like, I, I comp I'm completely fine with, with um, personally, I'm completely fine when it comes to difficult hard beating and banging racing for the win like mm -hmm. you're going for the win what what else are you going for um you know why why wouldn't you try and do everything you can so i don't i don't think anyone really did anything wrong personally this is the way nascar is now it's generally been how it's always been i mean it's just the way that we look at it's a little differently because I, I know we'll probably talk about what denny hamlin talked about earlier and almondinger and getting mad and all that stuff but i thought Honestly, I thought it was the best finish of the year so far. I, I would agree with you there. Yeah, you, you can go ahead, Jeff, if you want. Oh, no, I would just uh, – with you guys are just talking about the, the end of the cup race. Sorry, my Zoom yeah, I, I want to put you restarted. on the I want to put you on the spot. You know, first time on the show. <laughs> let, react to one of the most controversial finishes of no, the year. No, I honestly <laughs> believe that I, – I, I don't think anything he did was wrong. And I think it's very easy for people to be on the sideline and say, hey, oh, he did this wrong or this wrong, but the adrenaline's going so hard – you're driving that big, huge car, and you you maybe you didn't give as much break as you really wanted to. Maybe you just wanted to move somebody. We see that happen all the time. They end up crashing them. But honestly, if AJ wanted to be the most cleanest racer in the world, he didn't ever have to touch him. He could have raced him clean and then been like, okay, well, then he wrecked me. But I think fair is fair. You know, once you get bumped, expect it back. And especially, I was screaming at the top of my lungs during that ending because I was like, don't let them bully you because he was getting bullied by not only yeah. AJ, but also Bowman came out of there and just gave a shot to him to the back because he wants to win the race too. I'm like, don't let him bully you. And then when he did what he did, I was like, I don't think he intentionally wrecked Bowman, obviously. He wanted to move he wanted to move AJ out of the way. The quarrel was with AJ more than it was Bowman, basically. Yeah. yeah. So for me, I think it's just that's just that's NASCAR. You know, you you choose to touch another car. And even if you made that mistake, and they, you have to just kind of live with it, in my opinion. This, but it was an amazing finish. <laughs> this will definitely go down as one of the early contenders for greatest finishes of the year, I think. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, 
for road course standards too. I mean, this is you don't get amazing. that. You don't get this on road courses. Not not too often. Not too often. I, mean, I think it definitely it definitely gave off um, 2018 Roval vibes for the uh, for the yeah. finish there. Well. I... Roval. I'd even say 2012 Watkins Glen. The, 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 or 2012, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 2012, course, because the Roval, it was more just Jimmy made a mistake and took yeah. Truex out. There was no real retaliation. Okay, I, I'd say I'd say he's Watkins connecting, He's connecting the 48s to it. Also, <laughs> yeah. also, also kind of like uh, 2018 Watkins Glen as well, uh, Chase having yeah. to hold off. Uh, honestly, that's actually a pretty good example. Chase trying to get his very first win, having to hold off the champion – and then, that was the and, clean version. Yeah, and that's the clean version. <laughs> but in this case, you got Ross trying to get his first win, holding up AJ Allmendinger, quite arguably one of the best road course ringers we have in the sport today. Yeah, so that was my point. So I, I bought this hat before the race because my dad's a Chastain fan, and I, and I, I figured he or, or Suarez was going to win this race. In fact, Chastain was my pick coming or Suar, Chastain was my pick coming in, but I almost changed my pick to Suarez. So I was pulling for Chastain, and I was very impressed. All those restarts late in stage three, he'd get away. Yeah, he was maybe running Almendinger wide a little bit in turn one. I know Almendinger came over the radio and complained about that. Fair enough, but it is you know it's. It's basically short track racing at a road course when you go up to turn one there. So I was really impressed with Chastain's ability to hold off Allmendinger for, through all those restarts. And then I was shocked because he kind of got away on that final overtime. And by the time they went to turn 11, I couldn't see those turn 11 from my seats. I was like, oh, when he comes by, everyone's just going to cheer. It's going to be like he's just going to win the race. They come by and I'm like, how the hell did Allmendinger get so close? So Chastain <laughs> must have slipped in turn 11. And all of a sudden through those switchbacks, it was a race. And, you know, I think Allmendinger giving a little bump to Chastain is fair game. If he'd won the race that way, I wouldn't. I'd have been disappointed because I was pulling for Chastain, but I wouldn't have been yep. mad. I would have said, "Hey, that's he didn't wreck him. He just moved him a little bit. That's a bump and run. That's textbook NASCAR." Uh, and then when Chastain went in there and really sent him, I think the argument is the only argument I can see from people is that he hit him too hard. Like the two hits yep. were not equivalent, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, I, I think like you said, Jeff, that is NASCAR racing, and he did get used contact. Up a contact. Yep. He got yeah, used yeah. up a little by Bowman as well, and I think if Bowman's not outside of Almondinger, he's not going to spin out. He still goes really wide and loses the race probably, but he's not going to spin out and finish 30th the way he did. That's the only part that, that disappointed me. I'm happy Chastain won. Payback was justified in some form. I was just disappointed that Almondinger ended up 33rd. He didn't deserve no. that. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this about Bowman, because I know we, we, we joke and all, but Bowman did have one of the top three cars all day. He, got the, finish like he, de- people, he got the finish he deserved. Well, I saw a lot of people being like, Oh my God! How is Bowman gonna get another win that he doesn't deserve? Or like <laughs> he that? was he was in the top five. three all day. Hey, hey, well, well, was, well, he was in the top five, top three. He was like he yeah. was methodically moving his way up. So I want to give him props right now because I noticed he, like a lot of people haven't given him him props for how well. People say he that ran. I'm a Bowman hater. But, I said I said in my video clearly that he had one of the top three cars all day. But oh, yeah. if he had won that, that race, if he had won I, that race, he would have quote-unquote backed yeah. into it as kyle bush would say he didn't lead a single lap no yes, he was I, fast, I will he say he didn't lead a lap <laughs> i will say that when those you know when when chastain and almonding were racing and bowman like caught back up to him i i sat back on my seat and i was like oh my god bowman's gonna get another one if, gonna if, win. If, if if bowman won that no that would have been a mickey win he would have just been he would have ran. He would have ran the last few laps smart. The other two would have choked it. That's what would have happened. Yeah, he yeah. would have been. Well, he would have been the Blaney in the 2018 Roval case. Yes. If we were to go yeah. back to that, which I mean, I kind of consider Blaney backing into that win just a little bit. Yeah. He's there. You got to be in the right position. Yeah. yeah. When the two guys in front of you, the two faster cars, 
run into each other and it opens the door for you to win like you take the win you put yourself in position to get it but and, like, and he was going to he was going to until yeah, yeah. I, but like you said danny second i think he got the finish he deserved like he was and, fast and i was impressed but which, yeah. yeah hey i do gotta give him credit a lot of people complained he was not consistent last year he's now got he's two two top he's, fives three top tens a win he's on track for his best year ever so far hey he's been really consistent definitely yeah i mean especially this year when it's like everyone has been inconsistent i want to say only like two or three drivers him him and chastain are the most consistent so far yeah i I want yeah i want to say like two or three drivers i think have more than three top tens and like only like those ones have four and i think it's like chastain elliott maybe one or two others yeah so it's like Having three top tens so far in six races is the top of the line right now. Even, so, even Larson's starting to have a few races where I'm kind of getting wondering if he's hit or miss right now. Yeah, yeah he was that way sort of the start last year. I mean, at a better level. But, yeah, yeah. I think it it has surprised me so far how... Because even at Auto Club, he won. wasn't the best card that day. No, mm-hmm. no, no, he wasn't. I'll be completely honest. Chase you can tell, you can tell Larson's just, you can tell Larson's just like, I don't know, he's aggravated for sure. Uh, that he doesn't have what he did last year, this year, uh, and it showed at the clash when he wrecked mm-hmm. uh, when he wrecked yeah. Haley. I was like, that's yeah. just thankfully me, he has a win already. Really bad. Yeah, he, he has, has a win already. At this at this point, if you have a win, be thankful because that's that's a big yeah. thing right now. And yeah. also, one thing I wanted to talk about um, involving the finish too. Uh, you know, the two of the three drivers they were actually teammates not too long ago over at Colleague Racing in the oh, Xfinity. Yeah. And but how about what Colleague Racing said on Twitter? You got to talk about that way, Ben. That's, that's your old family right there. Yeah, I, so I was a little surprised. Well, honestly, uh, first off, I was a little surprised with um, the way they were um, they were uh, racing each other at the end there. I figured, okay, they were teammates not too long ago. They'll kind of cut each other some slack, but then they said, forget that. There's going to be real bump people. Doing all that stuff. I'll be real. I saw that and I was like the emperor. I'm like, good. (laughs) Is there the anger flow through you? I don't know what like etiquette is in NASCAR, but is it like considered really bad form for the social media team to say something negative about nothing? Because you saw colleague after Trackhouse mentions they backtracked big time. Their next tweet was something like, "Hey, congratulations! We look forward to racing you guys all season." Like they backtracked. Man, hard. don't backtrack. Like is that? But I they just want wondered, that. Why do I, I that attention? Why do I feel yeah, like I that wasn't the social media person? Why do I feel like that was Matt Colleague just logged on? Like ah, <laughs> <laughs> just mad about it. Social media is where you can have because that kind of fun. They were relevant. In, yeah. in the hashtag in NASCAR. So they were just playing it up to try to get people, you know, to say, hey, oh, uh, this matters right now. So they'll but take I mean, what they can get. That's crazy, yeah. though, that it's like, you know, you have, you know, not just one, but like, you know, two of the, you know, of the newer Cup Series teams already competing for wins, like right out the gate, you know? Yeah. I figured it would take a little while, but man, it's they're a, already extremely competitive. And already. it's a breath of fresh air. It is. So that makes. What, what was that? Six races in so far this year, and yep, three, six three first-time winners so far. Yes, and all, mm-hmm. all of them under the age of thirty as well. Yes, the, uh, yeah. I think it was uh, twenty eighteen. They were running the 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 youth movement stuff, and uh, they they were off by a couple of years. Yeah, that would have been perfect for this year, or the best season ever thing that they did last year would have been perfect what, what, for this year what, too. Well, what what we had at the start of last year was playing up to that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But no, I mean overall though, I I really enjoyed. It. I think I gave like this race like a nine out of ten. I'd say like I didn't think it was like perfect, but it was like for road know, course near. standards, that was great. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, on time. Which a lot of people said this next gen car is supposed to really play up good the road courses. So mm-hmm. I, oh, yeah. I I want 
I'm glad we're going to the good version of Sonoma because I really want to see how that does at Sonoma mm-hmm. now. Yes, yeah. Go, 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 going up the hills and fruity s's. I'm telling you, with this many young drivers up front and more aggressive drivers up front, that when they go down the hill at Sonoma and there's like that one 90 degree wall, I feel like somebody's gonna slam head first. Someone's gonna into slam it. it. It wouldn't surprise me. How much? How much you want to bet it's either gonna be like somebody like Chastain or like Larson gets pushed off or something like? It's, be, gonna, be, be it's gonna be a title aggressive. contender. It'll be a title well, contender. Well, no, probably. with his luck this year, it's probably gonna be Hamlin. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think who's the most outspoken driver who could then like say like just go off afterwards. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. So yeah. Hamlin or Bush? <laughs> no, or no, this would be even better. Like like uh, Kyle Bush gets shoved off by uh, one of the younger drivers. You know, this whole thing about you know some of the veterans like oh these younger drivers don't have Ooh, you know the better, proper racing etiquette. Better one, Hamlin gets shoved off by Bowman. <laughs> or or even or even better uh his driver who struggles on road courses bubba sh- shoving him off yeah oh yeah poor <laughs> yeah. poor bubba too he, he he was running decent and then all of a sudden his tire just comes off or whatever and then his crew gets suspended for it both oh, races man. he ran decently or good yeah. and and then he had bad luck it was like yeah. wow the one time he actually performed well, at a road course I, I i don't know if he's much into it but this works out good for booty barker if he likes to go hunt turkey because he's off for a few weeks ago to do turkey season <laughs> Might as well. Yeah, wow. yeah, it is Fun four races. It is four races, well, right? He's he can be. Four. Well, yeah. yeah, and and for those four races, you know what? He can be one of the people watching on TV. Yeah, you yeah. can you can see Fox's cringy pre-race show. Because yeah, how many people Neil- saw the, the Fox cringe? <laughs> will he be, Will he be a Nielsen family and help with the ratings, Jared? <laughs> I don't know, Danny. How many people do you think will help help Booty watch this cringe? Oh man, I, I'd say close to about three million people or more. Yeah, it well, feels like you weekend? know from 2020, whenever they did the uh, the Fox broadcast for iRacing at the time, it feels like they never got out of that goofiness that they oh, brought yeah. to that. <laughs> no, they brought and it to the table, and they're just like, "Well, this kind of works," and they're like, "Not really," with all <laughs> some people, but they're like, "Yeah, it does," and like, "Okay, yeah, I guess we're just doing this now." Jeff, I don't know if you've noticed this. That. We noticed this a couple of weeks ago, and I forget which race it was at now, though, but it was clear. Oh, it's actually the Daytona 500. It was clear as day then that they do not let the Fox commentators actually look out the window to the racetrack. They forced them to look at the TV because they had no clue, just like us watching at home, that Harrison Burton had even flipped. Right. Uh, that is insane because, yeah, they used to not stare. And you'll notice they're throwing them on camera a lot more. And, the, and you can see whenever they're watching the race or is during green flag conditions, when they're under caution or they're on commercial or something, they're not, they're not staring at those monitors as much. They're acting like they're, you know, actually looking out of the booth like they're supposed to. Uh, but yeah, no, I definitely have noticed that. I think that's an interesting observation that the, the iRacing stuff might've been sort of the turning point, like the official, like they've, it's been this way a little bit that I'd be curious to go back and like watch some races from like 2019 and then like, yeah, flip on second half of 2020, early 2020 and see like, yeah, is that where well, like, I, I bet it's like Mike Joy there. just being like, I don't care anymore. That's what it, <laughs> yeah. you can see it happen. I can see it right it there really during has. the iRacing three. It's just like, why am I doing this? Well, and he's and like, the fact that oh, he's guess... not retired makes me think that <laughs> he knows that Fox is not going to get another chance when the TV contracts come up because I feel like he's just, he could retire, but I feel like he's just going to ride it out till they're done. It, yeah. it he's such an iconic like... voice. Iconic. Mm-hmm. It feels like they're compensating a little for DW retiring. Like the like the iRacing stuff, I feel like that was the start of the voyeurisms we see now. But like oh, yes. 
That was the trial tw- run. Tw- 2019 was the last year of DW, and it's like they've sort of been, you know, they've kind of been off track, but it's like ever since 2019, they've just they've been a little rudderless, it seems like. But uh, Danny, you want me to you want me to go through real quick and uh, tell everyone how many people watched this week? Yeah, how many people watched this one? Well, 3.731 million viewers watched this week with a 2.18 rating. So that means the rating was down approximately 1% from the sixth race of 2021, that being Atlanta, where it was flat in viewership. Now, I will add, um, and I don't mean this to just be all positive about it, but it's, it's a true fact. Less fans watch road course races in general than intermediates like Atlanta, even how it was before. So I, I will say it's actually not very bad whatsoever yeah, to be not, the yeah. same. That's and the crowd at uh, the track was roughly the same as last year, despite all the wet conditions last year, I thought would drive people away this year. I think and, moving it to this point in the year was a good decision. I think that did yeah. work out in their favor. So looking at the, the, the races, the five races since uh, the Daytona 500, they have all been within 800,000 of each other. And usually like at the first three or so or higher and then it goes back down um phoenix atlanta and coda are all within two hundred thousand viewers of each other which means that atlanta was an increase over phoenix yeah Yeah. so we even had a brief boost it's not bad and so i i mean i would say that having it that consistent early on is probably a good thing i i would what i would hope for is that this will help later in the year kind of boost it up I mean, the way it was last year where it kind of went up at the end of the year, too. Mm-hmm. So good yeah. good stuff for, for what it's worth. Uh, you know, nothing really too much to add to that, though. No. Well, Darian, think you know what to oh, do yeah. now. That's right. It's time for the poll, the famous iceberg poll on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. What were the ratings in the poll like? Uh, so we had 14,500 people vote this week. 64% of you said this was a great race. 25% said it was a good race, meaning that 79% of you were positive about this race. 7% of you said it was an average race. And 2% apiece, again, said it was below average or bad, meaning 4% net negative on it. The comments, well, they were pretty funny. Uh, and they had a lot of, of melons in them. Uh, watermelons, that is. Yeah, watermelons, that is. Looking like a grocery store. <laughs> a c- confetti go boom said, holy cow, have you ever? No, I've never. What a race. What a finish. Go watermelon, boys. Congrats to Ross Chastain. Happy birthday to Justin Marks. And then he left, yeah. I believe this is 10 watermelons uh, down here. <laughs> uh, Ryan Morrison says, as someone who's been anti-Coda for stock cars, I have to say, the next gen car performed even beyond what I could have ever hoped for. Can't wait to see how it does at Sonoma, Watkins Glen, and especially the Roval. Uh, Owen Quest says, uh, absolute banger of a race. This was hands down one of the best finishes I've ever seen. Reminded me of the inaugural Roval race a bit, but hot damn, that was some good racing. Hot damn. Hot and damn. That's not a cuss word, by the way. <laughs> yeah. that's, not, that's not added to the tally. Um and Ross Chastain, you've earned yourself a new fan. Uh, let's scroll down here. Again, I don't, I don't actively look out for the positive ones. They just pop up. Um, let's see. Uh, Chavin says, it's crazy how this season just keeps getting better and better. Um, don't let us down, Richmond. Don't please, let us down. <laughs> please. I, I, on, on a side note of that, I will say, that Richmond was not the best for the Gen 6, so if they can put on a good race here, I've got a lot of hope for this car. 
Uh, I, I think it, you know we'll talk we'll, we can talk more about it later but i think it'll race more like uh phoenix personally yeah. but uh looking at some of the other comments here dmr says that finish made up for the chaos that the last 10 laps were uh what a crazy final few corners though uh, good game chastain uh going down a little more through here there's <laughs> there's oh, denny delivers ross chastain sponsor i fly yes that he was uh, with the checkered flag next to it. Um, 207 Cars and Trucks says definitely better than last year's race. Even though I'm an Elliott fan, this car delivered today. Jake Collins says that ending was so fun to watch. Absolutely incredible. Uh, and, and there's just a lot like this. I can scroll down and find the last one and we'll just see how, how negative that one was. Um, it'll take a little while because I think I we got like 500 comments a bunch or something of comments. again it's a good problem now yeah there's just a lot me, a lot of people sec- saying oh go ahead no, 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 go ahead you go ahead there's there's a lot of people just saying good finish great finish happy birthday justin marks it, it's lots of lemon or uh, not lemons melons oh, melons melons, melons. melons. lemons come on <laughs> man. Lemons. well and life gives you lemons <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> the last comment's beautiful. Oh gosh! <laughs> Didn't watch racing died years ago. There it is. <laughs> there it is. There we go. Dude, I love now those I ones. Easy. I love those ones so much. Just just for the simple fact that it's like they take the time to look up NASCAR stuff just to comment. Yeah, to say it's dead. Out. But I'm like, if it's dead, why'd you look it up? You know? Hey, <laughs> hey, I love I, it. I hate to break this to you, dude. But we're somehow making a career talking about NASCAR. It ain't dead. Yeah, it's not dead, bro. <laughs> well, if I it'll ever load up, I'm trying to get down to the the, the first comment, but uh, well, YouTube is not cooperating right now. Oh, yes, it is. Meme, all the people in their trucks with the sunglasses on. I love that meme when that pops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good all point. Right. Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> first comment from TerpsFan22. Do we think it's positive or negative? Negative. I'm sorry. I think it's just melons. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm with Eric. It's just melons. Negative. <laughs> I think Jeff. What it was? The, I didn't understand the question. The oh, uh, yeah. fir- the first comment. Do you think it was positive or negative? Is from Terps Fan Twenty Two. Oh, um, negative. Yeah, negative. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Boring race, but what a great finish! Happy for Ross. Uh, that had that had yeah. had one negative and two positives, so overall positive. It, Sounds like lemons. No, I think it's lemons. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thank you guys for voting on the poll. We'll have that every week on my channel after the race, uh, as long as internet provides. After each race, you can always depend on Jarrett for poll. 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 Did you just say poll? Jeff Jeff is very confused by our inside joke at this point. Yeah, we'll explain it later. (laughs) Anyway. Danny, what happened with the Xfinity race and the truck race this past weekend? So, AJ Allmendinger did exactly what he wanted to do on Sunday. He dominated that one pretty much from what from what I saw of it. Yeah, yeah. I was an idiot to not pick him as my winner's thing for the <laughs> podcast. I was like, oh yeah, we, we I all we all were. I, I picked Miguel Pluto. I don't even. I think he got. <laughs> I think he got a top ten, but he he wasn't that good. He wasn't. AJ, yeah. I picked eight. I, I I realized it after the race. I picked the last three Xfinity races, so I'm like just bound to have a horrible pick soon. Um, 
but yeah, I was this close to the weekend sweep, and not for mm-hmm. right. and freezing in the truck race. Yeah. <laughs> but but no, Almendinger was the safe pick coming in, and, and I mean he basically dominated. I I only saw about half of the race. I was driving to Austin during this race, so I only saw about half of it. But from what mm-hmm. I saw, it kind of looked like AJ's world, and everyone else was just trying to and keep tabs on him. And yeah. also, like Ross Chastain, he was almost he almost won Saturday's race there. Yeah, he didn't. He fell back. Was, true. Get, was it a penalty or did he get spun at the he end? Got I spun he spun got spun out. He got spun. I looked up and I was like, he's still in the top like five. We're late in this race. He could win. He yeah. could compete in a DGM car. And then he was just gone, and I never saw what happened there. to him. I like how really, if you look at it uh, outside of Kyle Busch, everyone who was relevant towards the like there were people who was relevant in the truck race and relevant in the Xfinity race that were fighting for the win in the cup race so track that, time is needed. track time is needed that was something that Ross Chastain alluded to at Atlanta when he finished second he said you know even though he didn't do that well in the truck race that extra track time was key for him mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I I noticed I noticed that in a, in a couple races but I will say you know speaking of strictly Xfinity guys this weekend I was really impressed with Sam Mayer. Like yeah. he actually ran like up to the billing that we all gave him heading into that JRM ride. Look, part of his problem was, and I mean, this was also part of his problem last year, was that he would put up um, um he, he would put up impressive runs, but he just couldn't seal the deal. He couldn't finish, and now he's finally he, he finally has that has that um that amazing finish. So hopefully this leads to more amazing finishes throughout the rest of the year. We'll see. This is kind of like how he started racing. Didn't he start in like Trans Ams and things like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll yeah. see how he performs I'm the just, rest of the season. But. I was just pulling up his stats. He does have he has a sixth and now he has a fifth this year. Those are his only finishes inside the top twenty. Yeah. He's had decent speed. He has just not, for one reason or another, has not been able to put together many full races. But I'm with you guys. We know he's talented. He was racing with Ty Gibbs and Arca like week after week. They were the class of the field. We know he can race at least a little bit. And I just think the results have not shown that just yet. And some of that's on him. A lot of that isn't. I hope this is sort of a step I, in the right direction. I think yeah. what, what hurt the most was seeing how in Arca, him and Ty Gibbs were about equal and Ty Gibbs got to start a lot sooner than Sam Mayer did in the Xfinity Series, and Ty Gibbs just started so good right off the bat. You know, he, and, and actually, I don't even know if this is really noted too much, but like that win at Atlanta meant that he had won 25% of the races he had entered so far in his Xfinity Series career. Wow. Gosh, right. What, 5 for 20? <laughs> something like that at the six, time? I guess now 5 six, for 20. 6 for 24. Wow. What was it 6? Yeah. How many ones does he have? Yes, oh, yeah, yeah 6 I guess it is 6. Hmm. Yep. As many as Noah Gregson, actually. <laughs> wow! Damn. Damn. Just saying. Hey, no one was talking about him. That's you didn't have fact. to bring him into this. That's a fact. That's well, a I'll fact. be real. Like, like Noah Gregson's like a relatively good driver in the Xfinity hey, yes, series. Yes, and yes, yes, he had another yes. top five this week, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, so. I'll double check. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah. But the, the fourth, but, yeah. But the big fourth. The big difference though is that stat of like 25 percent of races that he's won so far in just 24 starts versus Gregson. He's now, in, what did we say? It was like his fourth or fifth year in Xfinity at this point. You know, he's, he's had, a, like he's had a ton of track time at this point. Yeah. But uh, the truck race though, that's where I think we had, you know, argue, we could argue that had the, had the cup race not had such a crazy finish, that finish in the truck race was going to be one of those most controversial ones. Uh, Danny, <laughs> It was your boy. He, he messed just, up. I, I'll give yeah. you that. He he screwed up in this one. <laughs> hey. I just I knew when that happened. Like I was watching it, you know, on, on Saturday, and I was like, 
Oh, Danny's got to be seething right now. <laughs> but, but hey, I, I, I am more seething at Fox's coverage because I had no clue that he had a flat tire and finished like 25th in that one. Yeah, I was like, wait, where, why didn't he finish in the top five? And then all of a sudden you see the stuff after the race, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, he had problems. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Fox. Yeah, I didn't see that. But one driver who hasn't had problems this year, Zane Smith. Now multiple wins so far this season. I mean, that was Daytona like, and now Coda. That was like the least dominating overall win I'd ever seen from someone because I feel like it was more of a Kyle Busch show. But Zane Smith somehow won both the stages and the race. Yeah. I think he won first. both stages because he was running like seventh and everyone pit in front yeah, of him. Yeah, he's like, I'm not going to pit. Yeah. I like, mean, now on, he has max on, points now. On paper, it looks like he dominated that unless, unless you look at laps led. Because then you're True. like, how the heck did this happen? Well, hey, I mean, it was smart thing, in the end. Got max points. The thing that killed Kyle Busch is that he, like, yes, he could have the launch on the restarts, but for some reason, he could not get that truck ahead of really anyone that far for the first three or four laps of a run. He had a horrible short-run truck, and it ended up, of course, like pretty much every road course race ends up being a short run at the end. But I, I want to I shout out somebody who... I wouldn't think I'd be shouting out for finishing uh, second. John Hunter Nemechek finally had something go his way this year. Is this his first top 10? Yes. I I believe so. He's like, let me pull up his stats. He's had some absolutely abysmal ones. Yeah. Like, and also, where did Stuart Friesen finish too? Did he still get a top five, or did he I have other pulling problems? it up as we're right. as we're going right now? So let me pull it up right here. Yeah, I forgot to check on him. I don't remember. He was. I love seeing. Okay, so he still got top. I, well, I don't know where he finished, but Parker Kligerman, I I just loved. I think it was in stage one or two. I look up shortly after a restart. He passes Kyle Busch for the lead. Parker yep. Kligerman in the seventy five. He 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 de- he definitely does some over um, overachieving with that truck though. I mean, so he, really he's done a little bit too in there, but that stood out. Like that's mm-hmm. the kind of thing you know. There's no such thing really as like a posterized like move in racing the way there is in like basketball. But that's the move. Get that pass. Put so, that on a poster. Mm-hmm. That, hang that up in Casa de Kligerman. <laughs> here's here's John Hunter Nemechek's season so far. Uh, I got it all pulled up. Started second, led 50 laps at Daytona, finished P24. Okay, that's not great but got the pole at las vegas led 23 laps top five in the last couple laps finished p25 atlanta started 12th led 11 laps was a big force up front finished 24th so he has been absolutely the unluckiest driver probably out there maybe you could stack deegan up there for for bad luck too but getting a second right there i feel like you know it's obviously not one race is not going to save a season. But when you look at his average finish, even with that second place finish of being an 18.8, it's like you realize just how bad he has been this year compared to how dominant he was last year. Yeah. Now, really, yeah, for oh, his what? for his standards, yeah, this is really unlucky. Uh, mm-hmm. You mentioned Deegan. I, I would say she's probably had a little bit more less luck this year. I mean, at, at Atlanta, getting hit by someone and then having smoke inhalation, that kind of takes it right there. Now, I was about to ask about her. What happened uh, at Coda? Did she have, like, another mechanical problem, or did she spin out or something like that? Or what was so, it? She had a penalty early on for, was it cutting the corner? Oh, yes. No, but but she That's came back from that, I thought. Oh. So I, what, I forget how she <laughs> ended it. From what it seemed this week, this weekend, like cutting the corner was a very easy penalty to slip into, especially in the S's. Yeah, she got she got into a crash and it pretty much totaled the truck. Damn, I mean, she wasn't I... running great, but.
but I mean, she was at least keeping pace. But it was she ended up thirty fourth. Insp- yeah, it was it was Ooh. not inspiring whatsoever. And it, I, I she believe... came back to be like close to the top fifteen, if not in it at, but, before but, the rack. But still, man, I don't I, know. It's like it, I believe she's she had to a... qualify in though, right? Yeah, I think she has to qualify in now. I think for the owners' points. I mean, dude. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, granted, she has had some bad luck and stuff, but also like some of these runs too. Again, you would expect her to run a little bit better than she has. But I also do understand, like, yeah, it is racing. You're gonna have bad luck, you know, every now and now and then and stuff. But I did not expect her to be this low in the standings to start the year off. I, I still think she's more than capable to qualify in, but because yeah, because the. DGR should definitely not have a, a truck that's slow enough to not qualify no. in. Well, I think no, she'll make yeah. the race more than likely, unless. But it's a, but but just the fact that she's even in that position, though. You yeah. know, I didn't expect that to happen. You know, so yeah. we'll see if stuff turns around for her. We'll but, we'll yeah. see what happens. I think you know they definitely got to have Dirt Bristol circled as a great opportunity to improve a little bit. Yeah, we'll see. Just finish some races. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, <laughs> just finish a race. Yeah, seat time. That's all. Anyway, but uh, that's yeah. fun. Fun weekend overall. Yeah, like Eric said, fun weekend that got us through the first hour. So uh, g- great overall. Damn, we actually spent a solid hour talking about the entire <laughs> race weekend too. You're right. It was on the good. Money. That's yeah, that was, was good. good that was a good one. That that proves that NASCAR has got a pretty good product if we can talk for a solid hour about one race. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, at this point, though, we do want to say, hey, we are also funded by viewers like you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that was weird. What just happened? <laughs> I, I, I was going to say. We PBS watched commercial. PBS as a kid. Yeah, <laughs> I was watching PBS. Hey, we do appreciate everyone who uh, donates via Super Chat to the channel, to the show. Uh, who wants to give me the three-minute timer so I can run through some of these uh, first few Super Chats? No, you I can go, go, ahead, go ahead and get started, Danny. Okay. We'll get started here now. All right. Starting it. Go. All right. Sorry, I gotta figure out where the newest one is. <laughs> Restart the time. All right, tell me when. And I, 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 I was ten okay. seconds for station I, identification. I wonder okay. what people on Spotify you're, think of this. You're you're <laughs> listening to the NASCAR podcast on Danny V Talks. Danny V Talks. All right, ready? Okay, right. yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Uh, Needs like an obnoxious oh, record scratch. <laughs> okay, appreciate Cavante Caldwell with four ninety nine coming in. AJ bumps Ross. Rocks Rex. Rip, Ross Rex. AJ. I know my opinion doesn't matter, and no one cares. Oh, we care. We uh, care. Just wish it was cleaner. Might as well wreck for wins now. That's a good point. I saw a lot of people mention smoking that. gun, smoking gun. AJ Almondinger's on board camera. Just saying, just have a look at it. <laughs> well, <laughs> good point by Jeff there. <laughs> uh, Kyle three thousand coming in of nineteen ninety nine. Appreciate that very generous donation there, Kyle. I'm gonna say this from Coda. Paying for a grandstand seat is a mistake. Who? General mission all the way. Sat in turn nineteen. Got to see the best moment of the race. That is a good point. I've heard for road courses, you might as well just get a general mission because then you can pretty much just change your view up. Mm-hmm. Um, Napa Racing fan nine twenty seven coming in at five dollars. Appreciate that. The NWP featuring Eric Kinseth, Danny Bowman. It's weird. I worked with a guy named Danny Bowman. Jared Earnhardt <laughs> and Darian Earnhardt Jr. Will, enter- <laughs> <laughs> will entertain you tonight by saying, "What was that finish?" Yeah, well, we basically did just say that for an hour. Yep, basically. SDJ two coming in with dollar ninety nine. Appreciate that. 
When are you guys coming up to Watkins Glen? Definitely got to get that off my bucket list sometime, but not this year, unfortunately. Yeah, probably not this year, but definitely in the future. Yeah. When, when gas goes under four bucks, <laughs> we'll, we'll start talking again. Yeah, when gas is back to normal, then yeah. You just take the private jet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean I wish. don't you know we're YouTubers? <laughs> Fat, <laughs> Fat Dad coming in of nine ninety nine. Appreciate that. As a Larson fan, I don't see many people bringing it up, but yikes, he isn't doing too hot. Four finishes of 29th or worse. I think I didn't realize that, that many. Well, it's all wrecks. Most yeah. of them. Yeah. Not all of them his fault. Some yeah. bad luck, but still it don't look great. Team seems off to start the year. That is true. You have a win, so you're okay. You're we knew they weren't going to win 10 races this year, at least more than likely. I mean, one minute. Avatar Core coming in at 499. Appreciate that from the Avatar. The Avatar issues a statement of cheer celebrating the demise of Kevin Harvick. The Avatar proclaims him a washed up has been. Also, the Avatar he's booze a, Logano. He's in the top 10 in points. <laughs> he's not washed up. Wait, wait. Who, who was he saying was washed up? Harvick. Harvick. Oh, come on. He's not washed up. Don't you know Cheater Boy Harvick? Oh God, that meme's still gone. Isaac coming in at four ninety nine. Appreciate that. I found Steve Kinzer World of Outlaws mug at a thrift store. Does anyone know anything else about him? Did he race in NASCAR or other racing series? He did race in NASCAR. For he a little bit. did. He did Maybe. race in there. He wasn't. He wasn't. Very he wasn't that good. good but he raced but, there though. You're yeah. Know that. I wish that they had a dirt race when he was racing in NASCAR. Yeah. He La- probably would have won. That. Last one here because I know we're short on time. Ryan Sellers coming in at nine ninety nine. Appreciate that. Love the way the new car seems to handle road courses. Also, cool running into Eric leaving the track. We'll be back next year. Oh, good to see you. I'm glad to hear that. And time. All right, perfect. Awesome. We'll come back to the rest of those super chats later. Again, appreciate everyone's support so far. And in addition to being funded by viewers like you, we are also sponsored by our good friends at Lionel Racing. You can get your official NASCAR diecast from LionelRacing.com and other authorized Lionel Racing detailer retailers. Uh, hey, we love to show off our diecast on the show. Everyone here has got something. I think Jeff might have even had something he brought with him. Uh, yeah, and I was just double checking to make sure it's Lionel, and it is. <laughs> yes. It, hey. Since they're calling bonus me points today, so here nice. we go. Oh, a little blurry, a little blurry. Ah, there, there it is. Got to give it a shot there. That's an impressive autofocus. So oh, Jeff, oh yeah. Jeff is rocking the Kurt Busch monster car. Was that the 2018 one? Yep. And then I have actually got fun fact about this one. This is a 2017. Chase Elliott Kelly Blue Book car, but the cool thing about this one is that Lionel Racing kind of had a mistake where they put the Monster Energy Cup Series logo on this car when they weren't supposed to because of the deal with Mountain Dew that Monster Energy was a uh, uh, competitor. Mm-hmm. So this was actually uh, a, a rare Hendrick car that they actually had that logo on the car. Nice. I got Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s 2006 uh, Chevrolet which was the last year that he got a win at DEI at Richmond. Um, I love this car. Simplicity is beautiful. And I got to say, it always looks really fun on this when you get one like this. You can just bring it right up to the camera like it's bump drafting. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't it look like it? Doesn't it look like the camera they used to have? Hey, now now, now, hold up. What what are you sneaking in here, Jeff? What is this one? Oh, Martin Truex Jr.'s uh, championship that, car. That is the iconic one right there. Just the matte black furniture row. Oh, yeah. Simplicity is beautiful. See? Hmm. And then I got a Brad car as oh. well. Cool. Did you guys just say that? No, Simplicity is beautiful. Okay, as long, as long as we're still good, my, my power just flickered for a second. <laughs> that shugs attack. And the lights will flicker <laughs> on <laughs> and on. <laughs> 
I got a, I picked this up at the track this weekend. This is Eric Jones's Tide ride from Bristol Dirt last year. I just love that they they're back oh, this yeah. year. He's gonna have Tide on the car again this year. I just love having like laundry detergent, like a cleaning supply company for the dirt race, and the car looks great. Richard Petty insists on those orange roof numbers, and this one actually matches. The orange on that one pops so well too. Yeah, it does definitely. And then I am the last one here. So this is Derek Cope's car from 1990, the Wickham Racing Team that shockingly won the 1990 Daytona 500 after Dale Sr. had a flat entering turn three. Um, Derek Cope right now is probably on a beach uh, sipping a uh, pina, uh, pina colada because how much how much did he, uh, did he uh, sell that charter for? Like, a what lot. was it, $11 million, Something like that? It was a Dar- lot of money. Darian, you're not wrong, because somehow I'm Facebook friends of Derek Cope's wife on Facebook, and they are constantly on vacation. They are that's, just living their best life. Well, well, first off, that's random as hell. That's random to me. That's <laughs> awesome. But also, I, I figured so. I mean, sold that charter for millions of dollars, so... Hey, why not? But they're they're literally just on a vacation every week. I swear they are. <laughs> I, I bet they are. I, I, I don't blame them. But yeah, but Derek Cope ended up winning two races in this car: the 1995 and the 1990 Dover race as well. His only two career cup wins. So a uh, pretty cool little diecast I got for a dollar at uh, one of the tracks. So, but yeah, hopefully Derek Cope's enjoying his uh, his uh, new life, just uh, vacationing all the time with all those millions. Thank you, Lionel <laughs> Racing, for your continued support of the NASCAR Review Podcast. Now. Back to the show, you know, I'm actually under a, a tornado watch right now. And I know Jeff is a huge fan of weather and storm chasing. Massive I, uh, storm nerd. But, uh, Darian, I, I think it's time for something else. Yeah, but Jeff, you might be a storm nerd, but do you know about the... And it's the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly <laughs> Podcast. Jared, what do we have on tap for tonight? Before, before, before we get one. into it, before we get into it, if the tornado sirens go off, make sure to mute yourself so we can keep going to the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so going into the lightning round tonight, the uh, Chicagoland Speedway uh, is currently selling off land. It's not the end of the world just yet. This was part of the initial plans, but mm. not, not a good sign. Such uh, an optimist. I, I I have to be. Yeah, you I, mean, I am be, too. I, I, I am too. I did in my video. I'm very optimistic still, but yeah, it's oh, yeah. It but uh, the the uh, something to be optimistic about though is the Southern 500. As Cookout has renewed their sponsorship of the race for multiple years, with Coca Cola co-promoting the race alongside with a Greensboro-based company, QSR, which is in the biggest market of NASCAR fans in the country. Uh, Yellowwood also has extended their partnership with Talladega Super Speedway and will continue to be the title sponsor of the fall cup race in the playoffs, uh, I believe through 2024. Uh, with approval from drivers, it looks like Coda is going to be back on the schedule next year, yes. according to Adam Stern. Yes. Everything I saw, drivers seemed happy. Like I, there, awesome. I think it was a, a, an Austin newspaper, the Statesman did a an article and all the drivers they interviewed were like yeah why, why shouldn't we be here plus, great. plus they're adding like a theme park there i mean why would yeah, why yeah. They not want to do that? I, so i definitely have to go back next year building two roller big coasters. roller coasters apparently yeah. i love it uh, if Dave, one if one doesn't look like that giant tower i'll be angry yeah <laughs> <laughs> well dave rogers get, kind of getting back to to uh on track stuff here dave rogers is going to be serving as interim crew chief for bubba wallace the next four weeks according to That's bob Pacris. so just got to really hope Bubba doesn't get mad because that's not Dave Rogers' strong suit. No. Uh, <laughs> Work too hard for this. Right at the pit road and park it for two laps. <laughs> two laps. 
Oh, I'm, uh, that was that was a beautiful. That was day. a good old day. That was a beautiful day. Uh, <laughs> Jessica Friesen will be driving the number sixty-two truck at Bristol Dirt and Knoxville again, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Kroger advertise uh, is advertising a Shark Tank-based ice cream company, the Frozen Farmer, on Mr. Stenhouse's car at Dover. Uh, and then former NFL star Chris Long is going to be driving the pace car hey. at Richmond, uh, and he also oh, will be cool. doing on-track activation or an on-site activation, and you can actually race him on iRacing simulators at the track. Dude, so I I love Chris Long, dude. Growing up a yeah. Rams fan, watching him lose all those games, too. He was one of the, <laughs> one of the few good players, though. He was one of the few good like players, him and though. Steven Jackson against the world, him, including Steven the rest Jackson. of the team. No, no, it was him, Steven Jackson, and the linebacker, James Arnettis. Those were, like, well, always yes. the three most well, consistent guys. I, I was going to ask, I know, you know, Darian's a big Rams fan. Jeff, aren't you from, like, the Missouri area originally? Yeah. I'm from St. Louis. Um, no home way! Of Cardinals and yeah, that's my hometown. Dude, I grew uh, up a diehard Rams fan growing. I, I'm oh. still am a Rams fan. I'm, I'm pretty sure. 1999 you're not anymore, yeah. was like the only time when I was younger that I cared, like I cared enough to watch that, and I'm glad I did because that was the Super Bowl and the big, the whole uh, big thing of that. Sad, uh, but like sad. Uh, you know, I'm from St. Louis, and there's the Cardinals, there's the Blues there, mm-hmm. and everybody was asking me all the time. They're like, "Oh, aren't you a Cardinals fan?" I'm like. No, I mean to be honest, like I only watch NASCAR as a sport to okay. like actually follow. Uh, the cup series and like i even try to follow the trucks to, and, and and expend as much as i can um but yeah outside of that uh usually no all right i'm just honest about it i'm like God, no, no. like do you follow any other motorsports like indycar I, f1 at all i started following f1 and i have reasons why i don't watch it and it's just i don't know i don't it, it's not for any other reasons than it's it's having to get up early in the morning to watch it it is and i found it so funny at the end of last season that they were just like, yep, like, this isn't fair. He's not allowed to pass me. Not the leaders. There's guys that are in the mid-pack. They're just like, he's not allowed to do that. No, he can't do it. I'm like, that's just, he pushed the pass. What are you talking about? <laughs> I loved your generic F1 driver voice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what accent was that? Fox Lewis. It was, I don't Fox, know which one. That was the Mercedes accent. Yeah, that was the Mercedes Well, okay, but. You know, it might not be the biggest, like, your cup of tea to watch, but in terms, you know, gaming is big on, on your platform. As far as, like, mm-hmm. the F1 games, what are your thoughts on, on that so far? Oh, I love that. I, I love mm-hmm. the F1 cars. I love racing them. Um, I, I I find that stuff so fascinating. It's motorsport. Of course, I love it. It's just uh, I don't have the dedicated time to sit there and, and follow it, basically. That's yeah. understandable. Yeah. I give it to NASCAR on that one. My, I grew up with it. My boss is really big into F1, and he said that, really without drive to survive he probably wouldn't have gotten into it so yeah. much because he wouldn't be as familiar with the overall field of it and, i will oh, sorry. and i've Agreed. heard i've yeah. heard a lot of people say the same thing and it's, i'm kind of the same way the nascar games got me to be more familiar with who the entire field was so that was a th- thing that helped me a lot too right yes same yeah. Yeah. something yeah. that nascar games always get is that when they do the xfinity and the truck series it's like now you can get to know those drivers and you don't feel like you're being, you know, you're not, no one's gatekeeping you from caring about a certain series. Mm-hmm. You can actually go, okay, now I know their names or learn to pronounce them and things like that. Right. Side note, Darian, wasn't there, was it like WTF1 tweeted uh, that, like yeah, the, uh, I'll, Drive I'll, to Survive ratings? I was just rating. about to say something about that. Drive to Survive, I love it still, but they freaking manufacture so much unnecessary drama, dude. It is insane too. So much to the point that one of the um, one of the F one higher ups basically had to publicly tell 
Netflix, like, hey, stop this, or the drivers are just not going to do it. It's got. It's really gotten stop, to that point. Yeah, stop just, this, or we'll take you to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I was just surprised by whatever that tweet was. It was like the audience, the Rotten Tomatoes scores. It was like really high for season one, really high for season two, pretty high for season three, and it was like in the they toilet, missed like so much. There was just so much they missed out, dude. Four. There was, was so much surprised. they cut out. Like hey. season four could have been so much better. It, it got me thinking. I know. I know we have other stuff to talk about, but it got me thinking. Mm. Everyone wants a NASCAR drive to survive, and I, I don't know. I worry that maybe that fad has already passed like maybe yeah. if nascar were to do their own drive side survive it would just look like a copycat and you know f1's already seems to maybe be at its peak so i, I don't know maybe nascar needs to get creative think I outside mean, the box and try something at, a little different at, at this point if they do anything more nascar i just want to know if kevin james gets the girl that's all i want to know <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah when jared was here oh, we, we, were watching the cruise. we can't we can't go down that rabbit hole we can't go down it <laughs> Hey, like, glad somebody watched uh, the crew and enjoyed. Did it. you not like the crew? I love the crew. Me and Claudia loved it. We wanted to see what happened next. Honestly, I it almost wanted to see it fall off flat on its face, but then I enjoyed it. But in conclusion, NASCAR, please bring back NASCAR Three Hundred and Sixty, and you'll be all right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Wally's world. <laughs> or Wally's world. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, we okay. Got, we got we're, more, we're, we're we're sitting here having fun, but I tell you who is not having fun is Brad Kozlowski. Oh wait, hold on, hold on. That's the end of the lightning round, though, right? Oh, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> okay. Yes. <Yeah, it's laughs> that'll do it for the lightning round on the NASCAR movie podcast. And now, Danny, back to the show. I thought we were done the lightning round forever ago. <laughs> we, oh, Darian only gets paid by every word he yells. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's, okay. sure he's like Clint Boyer. Okay. Yeah. And, and Jeff has had a diecast for every segue we've had so far. Yeah. Brad, Brad Kozlowski, Brad Kozlowski, not having a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad Kozlowski docked a hundred driver points, a hundred owner points, ten playoff points. So even if they started doing good somehow and won a race, they're still screwed after that. And find a hundred thousand dollars and Matt McCall to crew chief suspended for next four points races. Well, now and three you know, after this one. I want to comment first really quick because Danny will get this because um, um, we were talking with um, Elijah Burke, who, you know, helps run, you know, um, Jinx, uh, you jinxed him. You jinxed him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and um, he was talking to us about like, oh, you know, we're going to definitely try to uh, perform better, yada, yada, yada. And then less than a week later that, you know, they, they really, they oh, really came so. into Atlanta feeling hopeful mm-hmm. and then it just was the worst weekend ever for them. Yeah, it really was, man. And then, I, again, NASCAR, I mean, they said it right from the very beginning of the season. They're like, do not mess with these next-gen cars or we will throw the book at you. And I mean, not only was he penalized so big, I don't even remember him being relevant in that race, really. Yeah. Well, before we go to, like, asking probably the question we all want to know, I want to I want to put it into perspective here when it comes to the point penalty. I, like, went through, and, you know, I follow, like, the Winston Cup stuff. And, again, just for fun, I'm not meaning to whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, but, anyway, it equates to, like, 325 points in the old system pre-2011, which is a lot. Like, uh, nearly two races worth of points. So, they they threw the book at him. Uh, it's not the end of his season per se. Of course, he can he can still get a win. But when it comes to pointing your way in, you no. probably have to average a top 10 with stage points every race. No. Yeah. And that's something that Roush team, it just can't no. do right now. Not right now. They're, no, in the future, maybe, but not now. They're going to have to put everything they got in the Brad's Talladega and Daytona cars. 
Yep. And Atlanta. And Atlanta. That's it. And, and Atlanta. Just, uh, yeah. just but, don't touch the bumper, apparently. Well, l- let's be real. I think they're going to be better off Taldega or Daytona. They but, will, yeah. But uh, let me ask this really quick. I mean, are we just surprised just, like, how bad he's ran this year? Like, I figured he would at bit. least point his way in. You know, I didn't expect him to be, you know, competing for wins, per se, um, with the uh, with the uh, uh, the brand new team and stuff, but damn, I mean, just all the stuff that's well, happened this year. I mean, before this prior happened, to the crash, like, Auto Club, Auto Club was good for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. before yeah. the crash, before yeah. before this happened, he was sitting right on the outside of the playoffs. And He's overall, tough. I think for you know what Roush equipment has become, that was a good spot. There was nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, he was 16th before the penalty, and then he just finished 14th at Coda, right? So, I mean, he would have, he'd probably still be in the top 16 in points pretty easily. Not awful, not great. I mean, it's not mind blowing, but it's okay. But now, but now you throw in this 100 point penalty and stuff, and it's like a whole new ball game now. Like, forget pointing your way in. You have to win a race and stay in the top 30 now. Didn't I see, like, when this happened, wasn't he behind Biffle when this happened? Probably he was. I think he's still behind David Reagan. Or maybe not Reagan. Somebody is it Reagan? Oh, he's behind. Hey. It probably would be because Reagan did pretty well at uh, at Atlanta. I'll, re- I'll refer back to the playoff points to see kind of where Mister Kozlowski up. Oh, I can't even see because the playoff points only go back to number thirty, and I can't see any more than that. So. <laughs> oh, here. Yeah, let's no. see if ESPN can get it. Right. Nope, never mind. ESPN. ESPN right. <laughs> hey, hey, never mind. Hey, wh- no. hey, while you're on ESPN, I saw someone make a note of this in the chat earlier. Apparently, off it quick. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say apparently their numbers are even more deli- like like not up to speed than the dude. NASCAR dude, their freaking dude. logos aren't. Even they, up no, to speed. they have Alex Bowman leading the points right now when uh, Chase okay, Elliott no. is twenty five ahead of him. No, I'm I have the points up on NASCAR.com wow. right now. Brad Kozlowski currently is three points behind David Reagan, eleven behind BJ McLeod, and nearly twenty points behind Cody Ware. He is at the moment. 35 points out of the top 30, which is rounded out by Harrison Burton. So to put it like this, he is closer to uh, he's closer to Jacques Villeneuve than he is to the top 30. Dang! That sucks, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And he was about to point his way in into the playoffs and everything and stuff, and then NASCAR was like, nope, we'll throw the book at you. Well, I think we can get into, like, this part right now. Like, are we ever going to find out what the hell they did? No. Yeah, I was just That's about to question. ask. Like, what did they do though? Where NASCAR never said, right? They were just like, oh no, they yeah. broke a rule. They've wow. never said, and yeah. that's the controversy. Body modification he, or something. Yeah, they said it was a body modification, but that's it. People have inferred that it was something with the rear bumper, something that wasn't picked up in the laser scanning at the track necessarily, or something that they found in a more intensive teardown afterwards. But what was crazy to me was at Coda this weekend, they were asking other teams and drivers in the garage, and nobody seemed to know exactly why they were penalized. And I just feel like something this big. NASCAR, yeah, they should be yeah. transparent about it, especially when everyone has effectively the same equipment. Everyone's getting the same bumpers. Everyone knows the bumper that everybody else has. What's the harm in showing the teams, hey, here's where they yeah. went wrong. I just find Don't it funny. Same thing. I just find it funny. NASCAR is basically like, oh, yeah, so we're going to penalize uh, this team uh, 100 points, blah, blah, blah. What did they do? Oh, but, we, we can't disclose that. Like, at, well, you got to tell us something. At the, at, the, at, at the same time, if, if they're choosing to hide it from us, that's on NASCAR. But they were very, they were very strict, strict at the beginning of the year, saying, you know, hey, we are yeah. gonna, we are gonna force it. And in this case, Brad Keselowski was what they chose to make an example out of it. They don't want anyone I, else to do anything. 
I can I can understand the you know all of that to a degree like about that being NASCAR's prerogative, but NASCAR forever, no matter what new car, has always said what the infraction is about. I remember yeah. back in two thousand seven when the COT was brand new, the teams were messing with the brackets on the front of the car with the splitter as well as some of them on on the rear wing, and they immediately next Tuesday after the race they messed with the rear front brackets, and that was right out there in front. What? What exactly is so bad that that this team did? A, I think it needs to be, and a it should at least be known by the teams. But b yeah. I think if you want to be, if you want your fans to trust your penalty system, you need to be transparent with this. Like you can't just oh we're just going to penalize them because then of course you're going to have that contingent of fans mm. who's going to yell that they're favoring one, or they're going to have that that fans that think it's unfair. This one got this, but this one got another, and you never you never answer to what they did. NASCAR just needs to be transparent. Like that that's the number one thing they need to do right now. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. I think there's no harm in it. I think I think if I think you should go and tell the world what the penalty is. You should absolutely at the very least the bare minimum tell the teams cuz yeah, you don't want the fans questioning the equality of this new supposedly equal car, but you also especially don't want the competitors feeling like some manufacturers or teams are getting shortchanged. And, and you don't even have to say what exactly he did. Like 95% of fans are not going to understand basic <laughs> car lingo. No. You can literally just say some random words that, that are like in parts of a car and not specifically say what he did. And 95% of fans will be like, oh, okay. Don't it's do almost like they don't, want, they don't want to tell anybody because they're like, this is a rabbit hole that could lead to something else that somebody else is yeah. going to try to exploit. Ah, the okay. only thing I can see them doing what they're doing. It's like, hey, let's not publicly talk about this because then the teams will figure out, be like, okay, we'll get caught doing this. Okay. At that point, I'm like, NASCAR would then just look closer at that, you know, knowing that teams know about whatever they exploited. Because you have to think if the if the teams don't know about it, somebody's gonna stumble back upon it. Is it just gonna be we're gonna penalize everyone a hundred points until we we (laughs) figure it all out? Like that's a lot of points to be penalized. I I I think this is gonna happen again at some point. Oh, it is. I, I think it theory, in the playoffs. If, if it had that, obviously that would be world shattering. But my theory is that they are, in fact, waiting for the appeal next week to go through. They're going to wait mm. for that process to play out because I actually think, based on something Chase Elliott said, and I think a couple other drivers maybe mentioned it as well. I wasn't, I wasn't in the garage area this weekend, but from what I heard, other people published. At least Chase Elliott mentioned that he'd heard that maybe there was a gray area that maybe the team was like fixing damage on the bumper in a way NASCAR hadn't approved and that's why they had this penalty on. So I'm going to, I think maybe NASCAR is keeping quiet because even they realize it might be a gray area. Okay. And we're going to wait. It's weird you. that they're kind of on their radar though, because RFK is already not off to a great start with them by modifying the wheels early on this season. Oh, yeah, oh, that's, that's oh right. that is true. That's they're true. Just like, that's right. Stop messing with the car. We told so you then, to not do this. They're like, okay. That, all right. That, that may be why. Keep, <laughs> keep touching it why. more. Got it. I'm on it. Yeah. <laughs> That may be why they slapped him with this hard penalty, even though it was kind of a gray area. They're like, you know what? Fuck the screw these guys. <laughs> we got another one. You got it. He did yeah. the appeals process That's play three. out. So we're not the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> He's catching Jeff, He's in, case, in, in case you didn't notice, Jeff, we keep track of swears on here. Oh, that's I, I cuss like a sailor, so trust me. <laughs> You've been good so well, far. You're, I mean, you're, 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 you turn it off in my brain. You're a guest, so it doesn't count, so. Yeah. Yeah. The chat right now when I said that. <laughs> for those for those for those listening, 
<laughs> Eric has another Darian face behind him. Dude, I always it's have great. the memeable faces, bro. All the time. <laughs> how, how do you I just the how do you just randomly get these? Are you just randomly like hitting print screen during the show? I was working on it. While I screenshotted my yeah. Point. I screenshotted my. Yeah. I wasn't listening to something when he all said. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> behind oh, us, behind the scenes of NWP, guys. Yeah. Oh, it's it, it's great. I, I think this is a good time to segue into the next thing. We are sponsored by another great sponsor and i leave this one up to eric because he's that's right my boys at forney industries i heard some pretty cool things behind the scenes you might be seeing them out on a racetrack at ah, some point in the not so distant nice. future so that's pretty cool to see forney expanding their nascar involvement but yes of course forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines they also offer metalworking accessories and much much more great for do-it-yourselfers or if you're a professional metal worker doesn't matter where you fit on that ladder forney has everything you need for your next project so be sure to check them out at fornyend.com their link is down in the description or check them out or look for them at a at an authorized forney dealer near you they have that nice green logo f-o-r-n-e-y the chat's already way ahead hey, of me on that one eric i'm sorry just Checking like that whole ad doing that doing that whole ad read with like my screenshot in the background i don't know it just i can't stop laughing that's the face words. that's the face you make when you find the forney tool that's right for no. you that's the face. No, that's the face you make when you um, get docked a hundred thousand dollars and a hundred. Yes, it is. Yes, well, yep. I've I've made a call for memes in the chat. You know, so just meme Darian's face and yeah. tag us on Twitter, Instagram, or wherever else. There you go. Autocorrect says, "Where's we else?" That that that, <laughs> anyway. that face right there. POV. Will Smith is approaching you. <laughs> yeah, topical. I, wow. Well I knew that. Hey, yeah. we had oh, to. Well, we, we had to get it in somehow. You know we did. Hold on, hold on. Culture. Before, before we get um before we go um um along any um any further in the show, always remember to keep my wife's name out your. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Well, you know what else is topical is uh, Richmond this weekend. Yes. Oh, yes. We, we have two series racing at Richmond Raceway this weekend. The Xfinity Series will be running in the Toyota Care 250. That'll be a 250-lap race. Start time for that is 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can catch coverage on FS1 as well as radio coverage being brought to you by MRN. Weather kind of cooler, honestly, for this time of year. 60 degrees, clouds and sunshine, only a 3% chance of rain. The defending winner of this race, well, the fall version of this race, was Noah Gregson. The cup race will be the Toyota Owners 400. This is 400 laps. Start time is 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Fox and radio coverage by MRN. Sunday, a little bit warmer, 64 degrees, sunshine and patchy clouds, an 11% chance of rain. And the defending winner of that is the Hack. Now, I'll say this. I've been keeping track all week because the, the forecast all week was like 85% chance of thunderstorm Sunday. Ooh, and then nice. randomly today, it went down to 11. And I was like, yes! Whoa. Knock, knock on wood. So far, weather this year has not been an issue. I'm knock, I knocked on wood. I, we're good. But like, yeah. But I just got to say, that's, that's been a nice momentum yeah, booster. Really, the only thing affected by rain was what? Practice at Atlanta? That was it? Yeah. Spencer mentions in the chat, is this the start of the dash for cash for Xfinity? It is. It is. Yes, it is. yes that yep. is true. Cool. And oh, not Clint Boyer's money? <laughs> uh, speaking of money, that's actually a good segue. Uh, Darian, what could people do with their money this weekend? Yes, they could, um, they can lose it all by betting. <laughs> do whatever you want. Always be responsible. Yes, always be responsible with betting. But yes, 
the famous Darian betting odds on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Um, this weekend's favorites, Chase Elliott enters this weekend's race as the odds on favorite at plus um, um, 8,500, or no, excuse no. me. Whoa, the plus odds are huge. I'm plus betting. 850, I'm sorry, plus 850, not 85. I'm okay. betting if that's the best one right there. No, 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 no. Plus 850, okay? And then second is Martin Tricks Jr. at plus 1,000. Third is Kyle Larson, plus 1,000. Fourth is Kyle Busch, plus 1,000. And fifth is Joey Logano at, you guessed it, plus 1,000. So, so I just <laughs> want to note something. These yeah. top five favorites they have here. I where's Ross Chastain? Where's Hold Tyler on. Reddick? I'm, I will get to him. Hold on. Where are the guys who are actually running now? Where are the ones that are actually good? Hey, I don't yeah. make the odds, bro. I just report no, I'm, them. I, I'm just questioning your old hometown, now, Darian. What are they doing in Vegas? Why? I, who is? They don't, who's putting all this money on Martin Truex Jr.? They don't watch racing like that, bro. So that's a, that's a, that's perfect for you, race fans, to take advantage of these betting odds don't, because. Oh, God. Don't they know the new big three is Tyler Reddick, Ross Chastain, and Chase Briscoe? I, and Chase I'm, Briscoe! I was just about to mention those three because in my best of the rest category, oh. Tyler Reddick is the favorite out of that category at plus 1,200, followed by Ross Chastain plus 1,300, and Chase Briscoe plus 1,800. So if you bet Save on the them, day, you, can make, you, you can make uh, quite a bit of money on them too because these bettors, bro, they don't watch racing like that. So they just see some of these names and they're like, okay, Chase Elliott's the favorite, Kyle Busch's the favorite, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But then that's where you guys can take advantage of, you know, some of these underdogs. Um, and speaking of underdogs, um, let's go over my top five favorite underdogs this weekend. As far as the odds are concerned, Daniel Suarez enters this weekend at plus 2,500, Eric Almarola plus 3,000, Austin Dillon plus 4,000, Kirk Busch plus 5,000, and at five, I never thought I would have to say this for this particular driver, Brad Keselowski enters this weekend at plus 7,000. Damn, that's what the odds, that's what the uh, the uh, odds makers think of. <laughs> Jeff Fabiani, he, he has a car for every single driver I met. talked about those three drivers a lot yeah. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm noticing that because yeah. I have a car. He's like, you pull them up, you pull them up. It's just, Let's it's trick him like, out. Wait, 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 at this point, I, at this point, I feel like they're just sitting in Jeff's lap at this point. Yeah, that's what I thought. No, they're on the desk. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so that'll do it for the betting odds. Now, really quick, for the uh, NASCAR uh, week, uh, Weekly Podcast Fantasy League, let's go over the top five really quick. Trevor Sports 98 continues to have a solid points lead over Dawsonville Siren 9. And third is UGR2. Fourth, Eric's going to love this, Kansas, Kansas Legacy 2 is in P4. And rounding up the top five is RGP Racing 2. And meanwhile, I am... I'm outside of the top 50 now. Oh, man, this sucks. Darren. Okay, all right. Let's move on. Let's move on. But anyways, those are the betting odds and the point standings for the fantasy. League. I like how he just gave up once he realized where he's at. Yeah. <laughs> and well, he still have a long season. But where's damn. BFM mom? Where's your mom at? Well, she's still in the top 50? Uh, she's 29th, actually. Oh, my goodness. Um, speaking of giving up, I'm about ready to do that in our fantasy points here on the podcast. Oh, don't do it yet. <laughs> Leading the points this year, it's, well, I'm still not out of it per se, but and it's not looking good for me. Leading the points is the chat with 115 points, and second is Eric minus seven. Darian oh. is third minus 11. Jared, Jared's about joined me in the basement here. He's fourth minus 28, and I am fifth minus 37. I'm just, I'm just banking on picking the Xfinity winner every week to stay relevant. <laughs> <laughs> 
What I'm coming for you, chat. Fuck. We've dispatched of Darian. You're next. You're on my hit. I'm list. not too far behind you, neither. Nah, no, no, no. We I only my, look forward. We're only. Looking. I got my championship. I don't need anything else. Now, granted, while we're not doing guest pick points this year, we are going to have Jeff pick up us just for the fun of it tonight. We're going to go in the order of Eric first, Darian second, Jarrett third, me fourth, Jeff fifth, and a chat. You guys will, of course, have time to get your pick selected. Yeah. Eric, started us off. Who do you think is going to win the Xfinity Series race this weekend at Richmond? Chat, I don't know, guys. I'm feeling really good about about Sheldon Creed. I think Sheldon Creed would be a great pick for you guys in the chat to be kind of thinking about. I'm going to go with John Hunter Nemechek in the 18. Uh, I don't know. Is this his first Xfinity start of the year? I don't know if it no, is. No, no. He's ran some with the 26 of Sam Hunt. Yeah, oh, Sam yes, Hunt. that's right. Yeah. I think this is his first time in the 18, though. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, 18 car is obviously good. Uh, may not be the best of the Gibbs organization, but uh, he'll be a contender. I go with going with Nemechek. All right. So I was a fool to pick him on the road course because of the other options or whatever. But, um, you know, I could go with Ty Gibbs again. But this time I'm going to go with last week's winner, AJ Allmendinger. I think we'll, um, he'll um, definitely make it two in a row this weekend um, at Richmond. So we'll see what happens. But AJ Allmendinger. If, if you guys remember, last time we raced at Richmond, I went there. And I had a, a great experience, and great experiences in general. Saw my favorite driver race again, all that good stuff. But something else I saw in that race was a guy lead 67 laps in his debut at this track. He ran really well there. He's been fast at tracks like this in the past. And I think that he, in his second race, is going to get the win, and that's going to be Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbs is my pick this week for the Xfinity Series. Well, I'm going with a guy who I think can also play pretty well on a track like this, being a, I don't want to call this a flat short track, but it's flatter than most. Um, his background is light models. I'm going to say Josh Berry can finally get a win this year to start off the season. Jeff, who would you say would be your pick for the Xfinity Series? I'm going to go with John Hunter Nemechek because he's an aggressive driver. That's the reason why I like him. I liked him since the Truck Series. Um, and I think that he has something to prove getting in that car, so... I'm, I'm definitely going with John Hunter on this one. All right, and who do we got for the chat? Who are they looking at right now? Let's see. I've seen Let's a lot see. of Gregs. Yeah, I've seen, seen a lot, lot of, of nines. Well. Was going to say Gregson, but I was like, no, I'm still like John Hunter because, yeah, yeah. he's got he that my back. Seat. He was my backup pick because he's just been so consistent to start this year. But I'm, I'm seeing some coming there for name and check. I guess they're not going. They're not biting on my Sheldon Creed. No, nah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect to Creed. He'll probably win a race this year, but I, you know. Mm-hmm. Somebody say right. it like uh, Vince Welch. Creed. I think Creed. we got to give it Sheldon oh, Creed. There's a lot yeah. of Gregsons in there. It's shadow. a lot of Gregsons. Okay. Might as well give him Gregson. Give him Noah. Yep, no Gregson. So we all have different uh, Xfinity Series picks, right? Me and Jeff have the same. Oh, okay, I guess okay. Jeff's isn't picking for points. Was... So yeah, no. Just just for the win. All right, so time for a Cup Series. Who's gonna suck, Eric? Ah, uh, this one. This kind of feels like a shot in the dark. I'm thinking about people who haven't run very well lately. I do think Toyota's gonna turn things around this weekend. I think Hamlin will run in the top five. I think Bush will be in the top five. Truex may even sneak into the top five. Um, so I'm gonna stay away from Toyota. I'm gonna go with a team that's looked pretty good to start this year, but I don't think we'll we'll continue that stretch here at Richmond. I'm gonna go with Eric Jones, my boy Eric Jones. I think that team they've been good on the big tracks to start this year, but we haven't had a lot of short track action yet. I think they'll be mediocre this weekend. 
Okay, so you have three of the storehouse racing cars all inside the top 16, and then one isn't, so I'm going to choose that one. Cole Custer. Um, I don't <laughs> so know what's been pick. going on. Oh, there, there you go. See? See? I mean, dude, I mean, you look at how Eric Amarola's been running, and then Chase Briscoe running like this well makes it look even worse that Cole Custer's, you know, all the way down there in, um, in, the, uh, in the point standing, so... Unfortunately, Cole Custer. Hopefully, he improves. But I got to ask you this, Jeff, because I know you're a Kurt Busch fan. You got a lot of gear from him when he was in the 41. How does it feel yeah. seeing that 41 not running the same? It's it's weird, uh, honestly. I, I it was Danica's car at the time because they swapped mm-hmm. whenever they did. But even but before then, like Cole Custer was amazing in the Truck Series, and I think they just moved him up too fast. I think he need more time in Xfinity. Because he's got big shoes to fill, and it, I mean, it's difficult. He got a decent amount of time, though, didn't he? He got, like, what, two or three years? Yeah. He's he's so he, was, young, he was though. in Xfinity for a while, but, yeah, he still is very relatively He's really young. young. Yeah. And so. He's known for the fight, isn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I, mean, I, mean, I, 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 I wouldn't mind him seeing call him. That. <laughs> outside the, honestly, backed into the win at Kentucky, you know. Mm, yeah. Well, I'm going to go – forward with my suck pick it's the same as eric's eric jones it's just that if the team can't get out of their own way when they can get out of their own way the driver has issues sometimes not as often though but whenever either of them get it right the universe seems to want them to crash and it just it, it just seems like it's, it's a never-ending track of sadness like never Bubba, ending Bubba sad. hey he got ninth this last week despite being yeah. let down it wasn't yeah. that bad but we're not on a road course. Yeah, we're on a short track. I know. For for me, I hate to say this because the team is on literally such a high right now. But if either of their drivers are gonna mess up, it's usually been this one. Suarez. If, if out of all the trackhouse guys, he's usually the one that's had issues for some reason. I feel like this could be not his best race this weekend. Yeah, I felt bad for Makota. I know he spun, obviously, but after that, or maybe even before that, he had steering issues. So mm-hmm. you feel bad when your teammate has a perfect day, car runs great, wins. You had a car with similar speed, but brakes. You know, that's, yeah, that's, I, that's, I jinxed him, Eric. I'm sorry. I mean, he's had a few other races that went bad. Like Vegas was, you mm-hmm. know, Chastain did well, good there, but he did not. So I, I think yeah. it's safe to say I'd, I'd say Ross Chastain's a better driver than Daniel Suarez, if I had yeah. to say. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not like, I don't say I think he's way better, but I think, I think he's, he's probably better. better. So. Chastain's at a better peak right now. We'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, that on. is not. There's no consensus. Oh, sorry. We got Jeff still to go, but I'm just oh, looking yeah. at the chat and I haven't seen oh, any consensus. Well, he, well he, already, he already said he was going to do Custer. Oh, yeah, well. Custer. Well, yeah, I would said. say, like, I, since he already took that, I would say the 18. I think that Kyle Bush is just, he's he's in his head right now. He's not yeah. getting along with his oh, team. Oh, man. At all currently. That's, that's fair. Go, go into a short track situation with him having as bad as the two weeks as he had. Uh, yeah. I think it's yeah. I mean that that's a recipe for disaster, but we'll see. That's pretty fair. Yeah, I feel you. I think the okay. chat might be agreeing with you guys on Custer. It's, yeah. it's there's no yeah. clear consensus, but I did just. See I'm seeing a lot of forty-one. I got the plurality. You can't say that about. You can't say Kurt Busch. Kurt, Kurt's been doing amazing this year. Who said Kurt Busch? Don't, don't, don't be saying. Don't be saying Kurt Busch. No, but you be saying that. I thought Danny was going to pick Kurt Busch for a second. Who was it that Danny picked when we had a guest on? Oh. Was it Roots? Oh, it, he... n- no, it was the uh, driver in the Heat Pro League for for uh, Jermaine Racing, and I picked that's Ty right. Dillon. That's right. You just kept <laughs> picking on him. It just kept trashing. Ty. Just... 
Oh. That is still. I need to find that episode. That's still to this day one of my favorite moments. I'm, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I, I, it was on my channel. I'll, I'll give it to you after the show. I'll, I'll give Ty Dillon this much credit though. He's running better in the 42 than he ever <laughs> oh, did in the 13. Yeah, way better. Yeah. All right. I think. I think though we got Underdog. dark horses coming up here. Yeah. Who's yeah. Who, who's a dark horse, Eric? Go ahead. Uh, I had it. I just lost it. Oh, I was gonna go with Kurt Busch. He's won here twice in the past. His results. I was looking earlier today. His results. Um, the last few years at, at Richmond are like all in the teens, but you know, he's been in the Ganassi car. I think, I think he has a great shot at a top five this weekend because Toyota's historically been pretty good here. See, some of y'all picked this driver to suck, but I think he'll do really good this weekend at, at, at Richmond. Eric Jones, his one issue is he just needs to finish races. That's all he needs to do. If he can finish these, um, if he can finish these races here, um, you know, for the um for the rest of the regular season, I definitely think he can uh, he can for sure point his way in inside this year's playoffs. So just needs to finish. So hopefully that'll start this um this uh, trend of consistency. We'll see. But Eric Jones, uh, my pick has a seven point three average at Richmond, and he finished fourth in the spring last year and third in the fall. I don't see any reason why he can't do something similar this year. I'm gonna go with Christopher Bell. Uh, I'm going to say, I think Justin Haley can be pretty good. I think this is a track that he can play pretty good at. He was doing okay at the clash before getting took out by Larson. And this is also a similar style track, kind of flatter, you know, short, like longer speed and straightaways. Haley might do pretty good here this weekend. I'm going to go with the three car. I think Austin Dillon's been doing some things this season that I didn't expect. He's pushing up there and pushing up there and pushing up there. And he usually does something... Uh, well at short tracks to kind of come out of nowhere. So he's I'm going to go with the three. It's a dark horse. He's good at, uh, he's good at Richmond in the he past. Yeah. So. What we got for the chat here? I'm seeing a lot of Austin Dillon, actually. Yeah, let's go with that one. They don't, they yeah, Austin, I mean, Austin's been coming up. He, he's up there, and <laughs> you're not used to seeing the three car. Like You're like, is he is yeah. he going down a lap? Or is, <laughs> is No, he's actually running in the top five on there. camera. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'll give Austin Dillon. It looks like I'm All saying right. more three than anything. It's kind of more like three, a lot of threes and just random numbers, really. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. now, who's going to win? Who's going to win at Richmond this weekend? Realistically? <laughs> <laughs> All but, right, so we, well, we, 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 we can never be realistic on the show, Jeff. No. <laughs> We referenced this earlier in the show. I don't remember who said it, but there is a new big three. And that big three is Ross Chastain, Chase Briscoe, and my pick to win at Richmond, Tyler Reddick. He's never won a Cup Series race, but he's going to get it done here tonight. He was top three at Richmond. Or, I'm sorry, not Richmond, Phoenix, which I feel like is the closest track we've raced at to this point to Richmond. So... I don't. I looked up his numbers before today. I don't think he ever has a top ten. He's only made a few starts here at Richmond in the Cup Series. I don't think he has a top ten at Richmond. Maybe he does. I don't remember it. Um, but I think that turns around. I think this is just a different team this year. He's a different driver. So Tyler Reddick for the children is going to win at Richmond for, for the children. What? I don't know. <laughs> Free chicken tenders at Cheddar's. I don't know. Oh jeez. For the children. D- Darren, give your pick, man. Think of the children. Think of the children. Um, so yeah, Tyler Reddick, and he's also my, um, pick as well to win. Um, you know, I thought I was being original. What the, what's going on? Nope. Nope. I was thinking the exact same thing We we have a brand new big three this year in Chastain, Briscoe, 
and Reddick, and I finally think Reddick will will get that first career win this weekend. So we'll see what happens. But Tyler Reddick, that's my pick. You know, going with the numbers hasn't really helped me in the Cup Series much this year, but you know what? Eventually it will, and I think this weekend it will. This guy's an 11.3 average in 12 races at Richmond. Last five, ninth place average. He led 50 laps at Phoenix, which is the closest track we've raced at so far to Richmond, actually really close. And HMS in general was really fast in that race. So I'm going to go with the favorite, Chase Elliott. Eric, Darren, you guys weren't original. I was also going to say Reddick from the start. <laughs> My God, people! Mine's not Reddick. It's not Reddick. Okay, <laughs> like it, all right. Homestead Wait, is it is it is it Elliot though? No, it's no, not okay. no, no. Uh, Denny Hamlin. I think Denny Hamlin's going to get the win because hey. he oh. always steals a race like this. He'll just steal it, and you'll just be watching it on Sunday and just be like, Denny Hamlin. Not there you go. It's over. Not last year though. He got it stolen from him. Well, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. But he's he's got something to prove for sure uh, with the the crappy start to the season, um, and they usually do. He usually does really well on short tracks like Richmond. So that's that's who my pick is. He was yeah. my second choice. I, if I didn't go with Reddick, I was going to go with him. Yeah. I like the chat. chat. I see a lot of Logano so far, actually. A lot of Logano. A lot of. I want Kurt Busch to win. Don't get me wrong, uh, oh, but oh, I think oh, that the oh, eleven will win. Okay, now now Tyler Reddicks are coming in. Give him a second. We all just talked about right. Give him a second. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah there, there, there's some Bowman's coming in. Come on, take a chance, chat. Come on, yeah, yeah, Joey yeah. Logano's right. good here. <laughs> Bowman I just, and Hamlin. I agree with that. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's going. It's, it's, it, no, we just no, had no. Yeah. We just I, had like no. five eights in a row. No, I didn't yeah, see that. It's I, going that's not, not on my screen. Okay. I, it's going eight, Eric. I see not, it. Not on my screen. It's like a bunch of others, and then Tyler Reddick. I think, yeah. I think Reddick is their pick. <laughs> yeah, there, there's They're no playing, na- there's no need for pull here. It's uh, it's Reddick. playing man to man defense. It's disgusting. <laughs> Did they pick the same as me and every every? No. Uh, they didn't uh, uh, okay, no, it, no it, it, it's it's very pick. clearly Reddick now. They did. They did. Yeah, That's right. They yeah. almost picked me, Michek. And no, right. Noah Gregson is their their yeah. their pick. So. Right, fair enough. Yeah, there we go. We'll okay. update you next week on how the points look. Yep. Hopefully, yeah. I don't suck. But man, we'll see if, I, if, if nothing else, I probably am not going to change. I'm not going to get third in basement. So, <laughs> basement yeah. only goes so far until you hit water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, 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 or hell. Or lava. <laughs> or that too, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, maybe we should just go to super well, chat before we dig yeah. further down in this. Yeah. Let's let's do that. Irvin Alvarado, coming up 999, appreciate that. Next year, Coda will have an amusement park built in their vast complex. That's another fan experience of both F1 and NASCAR, improving the track future as a must-go-to for both racing and fun. We talked about that a little bit. I agree that would entice a lot more people to go there and check it out. Caleb Gwaltney, coming in at 499, appreciate that. Good to see you, Caleb. I see you a lot on Twitter and other social medias. Love the show every week. Proud to say that I have officially accepted a role in NASCAR Inside Sales, and I'll start in June celebrating in Richmond. Hey, congratulations, nice. Caleb. Nice. Uh, nice little little insight on that. Those you know, inside sales people, essentially ticket sales. So uh, if, if, you, if you're looking for your go-to person for tickets, reach out to our man, Caleb Gwaltney. He'll get you hooked up for your next yeah. race. All right, Jeff, you're going to have to bear with us on this one. We got a weekly guy who donates to this show, and his name is Jar Jar Binks. Oh, oh yeah, I saw Misa. 
I saw him earlier in the in the chat. And it's and it's, and it's, and, and, and it's direct and it's directed to Jeff. So Misa yeah. Misa a huge fan of you, sir Jeff. Misa love fi- <laughs> Misa love five PD. Misa especially loves Stoner Steve, Bob Weasley, and Jesse Ventura. Misa thinks oh, yeah. when you sir run, it's the best. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I like I got a kick out of that. I saw that yeah. earlier. Yeah. That's a good one. Good to see Jardar each week. <laughs> Scott McNew coming up $5. Appreciate that, Scott. Good to hear from you. Great to see you guys. With the field being very competitive this year, do you think Bell and Hamlin's playoff chances are in danger without a win? I think Hamlin's more okay because I think he can get a win. Bell, I'm a little bit more concerned about. It's a little, it's still a little, it's, ask me, like, ask me at the halfway point. Ask me after Charlotte. Ask us in, in five to six weeks, then we'll know. Yeah, yeah. James Greer coming in at five dollars. Appreciate that. I don't know about y'all, but I'm loving auto racing in 2022. The Gen Seven has had good racing. The new FIA regulations have also created good racing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's it's been pretty solid so far uh, across the board. Andrew Meyer coming in at five dollars. Appreciate that. Trackhouse has been a team. 2311 market themselves as. Oh yeah, you're not wrong. Trackhouse. Oh. Trackhouse has grown a team. Twenty three eleven has only grown a brand. I do hope both can succeed, though. Yes, that's that's, that's that's a fair assessment. That's, that's fair. fair. That's fair criticism, and I will. Yeah. I would be wrong to say I don't agree with that so far. Yeah. Scott McNew coming up two dollars. Appreciate that. How about a virtual safety car like what F one does? We talked about that just a little bit. If uh, you missed that, Scott, it's possible. go back and it's possible. Listen to that. Uh, PTM Billy coming in with ten dollars. Appreciate that, Billy. I personally don't like Coda. It's not too long for say, but it's not designed for NASCAR, but won't lie, that finish was great. If you don't like that kind of racing, don't even watch. That's what Kyle Busch said. Yeah, yeah I agree. I mean, hey, if it's not your cup of tea, it's not your cup of tea, but when you can still admit that was a good race. SDJ2 coming to 499, appreciate that. Also, I'm not sorry the Clint Boyer experiment is over. I feel like he makes the sport look bad by playing into the dumb guy bit. Be professional. Aww. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I can uh, see his reason. I haven't yeah. seen enough TV this year to have a super strong opinion on Boyer. I just know the pre race shows give me pain. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Reckkopf coming in with $5. Appreciate that. With so many tracks having lights, I don't understand why night races aren't that common anymore. Seems like Richmond used to always be held at night. Yeah, Richmond. Or TV ratings. Yeah, that, yeah. that's the main reason. Because, I mean, personally, like, Honestly, from a temperature standpoint, I wish that race at Nashville last year was random nice. I think it would have even been a better race, honestly. But, you know, it is what it is. A lot of races yeah. end at sunset now because of the late start time. So you still get yeah. a, a – the, the, the lights still get used, even if it's not a night race. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Bob will always tell you if a track has lights or not. So Gordon, the big engine. Good to hear from engine number four, the island of Sodor. Coming in at $5. Appreciate that. Oh, the indignity. The Fox pre-race is more cringy than my character in All Engines Go. Can't say I've watched that when I stopped watching Thomas a long time ago. But uh, Is that Thomas the Tank Engine character? Yeah, you don't know who Gordon the Big Engine is? Oh, go- oh I heard like number oh, four or something. He was the is green that- one, right? He was green. No. Yeah. He was the no, big, big blue no, one. No, no, he's the blue one. Percy. Percy, Percy no, yes. No, no. Okay. Per- Percy was the little green engine. Henry was the big green engine. Oh, I watched it for James. George Carlin. James the red one. I had a bunch of Thomas Wait, George stuff. Carlin was in that. Yeah, yeah. Shine Time Station. Yeah. Damn, I did not know this. Yeah, so he was Mister Conductor. He 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 was in it, and then you had Ringo Starr doing a narration. That, that was Ringo Starr. 
Ringo Stahl. Yeah, I got to go back and watch Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah, you, know, you, you don't. You don't. <laughs> er, 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 you er, watch er, it. Might as well watch Theodore the Tugboat. Okay. okay. If you're gonna go What's down, that? if you're gonna go down the Thomas the Tank Engine rabbit hole on YouTube, watch the Dark Side of Day Out of Thomas series. That's, that's oh, all yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is <laughs> this show? Well, well okay. Yeah, this is what I'm trying to ruin my childhood live well, on the air. Is that what I'm yes. hearing well, right now? Yeah. We'll talk more. I, I, I showed, we'll I showed these guys on YouTube. So. Oh, no. It, it, it's something. Cavante Caldwell coming at 499. Appreciate that. Eric has had bad luck picking champion. He had Brad winning in 2020. Fastest car finished second. Then Truex fastest car finished second. So second is a guarantee for Eric. Hey, what I'm hearing is I'm great at predicting who the fastest car will be. Yeah. 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 I'll, yeah. I'll wear that as a badge of honor. Alex Viveros coming at $5. Appreciate that. Ty Gibbs, I don't believe in a jinx. I only fear God. The BF jinx. <laughs> I took that personal. He said that, yeah, yeah, Jeff. Before the um, Xfinity race at Atlanta a couple weeks ago, like Ty Gibbs saw me and Danny, and Danny was like, "Oh yeah, don't worry. Um, I told Darren not to jinx you." And this was like out of a movie. It felt like. His, like his his grandfather was there and everything. Yeah, and, he, and wow. then he says, "I don't believe in jinxes. I believe in God." And then Danny says, "Amen." He like and it was like in slow mo walked back to his car. It felt like. Yeah, and then Danny had to say the amen as we walked away. Like, God damn, that really was a God lifted him off the ground as he went off. And, and elevated, him, elevated him to victory. Oh. But he was definitely trying to flex for his, uh, his grandpa. He's like, Daddy, do good, granddad. <laughs> <laughs> what? Won the race. Oh, my God. And, okay. Okay. I, I got more super chats to read here. Kagan Schneider coming at five dollars. Appreciate that. You guys mentioned the number seventy eight's number font on NASCAR app needs updated. You should look at the ESPN app's number font in the point standings. Yeah, we, we talked yeah, about that. It's so ugly. Days. It's so ugly, bro. Uh, let me mm. let me refresh this because this is only refreshed up um. so far now at this point. Uh, See, let's go back. It was uh, Keegan. Okay, Rowdy18 diecast came in after $1.99. Appreciate that. KFB has been super unlucky this year, even in trucks. Yeah, hasn't been the best mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. Nova Stone 12 coming in at $5. Could Elliott's season be like 2021 Hamlin or 2003 Kenseth? Not winning, but just getting top fives and top tens. What do you think Elliott's season will be? Number of wins. I think Elliott's good for at least. Like, since 2018, bare minimum two, maybe averaging about three. Yeah, that mm. seems about right. So, we'll yeah. see We'll see what he actually ends up doing. Groovy Goose, coming in at $1.99. I appreciate that. <laughs> Jeff, this one goes to you. Did Sarge clear Chastain to pit Almendinger? Take him out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely did. <laughs> Groovy Goose. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Groovy Goose oh, coming in at four ninety nine. Hot take: Do you think all one and a half mile tracks would be NASCAR's multi purpose stadiums? They were convenient, but both became boring and pass. Thing. Spend a UFO. Got that part out of it. Uh, I don't know. Multi-purpose stadiums. Like, I'm, I'm not sure what like, you mean by that. Like Las it, Vegas has that EDM festival. Yeah, I mean, EDC, EDC, ED, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're all letters to me. Yeah, it's just lasers and stuff. Jeff, bear with us on this person. He's also a regular in the super chats. Hot piss coming in with a dollar ninety nine. <laughs> Add another to the list with my name. Huh? Oh, God. Uh, oh, 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 oh! I was talking about the. The, the hot word that was used earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Wyatt, Bar- 
Mike Bartel coming in with 2.79 Canadian dollars. Appreciate that. My first super chat that is read out loud. Yes, it is, Wyatt. Yes, it is. That is facts. Well Uh, done. That's facts. That's awesome. Sly Supersonic coming in with 2.98. Appreciate that. Hey, guys. How's my Fantastic Four doing? Love you. Hey, we're doing pretty good, Sly Supersonic. Hope you're having a good night. Wow. He called us the Fantastic Four. Man, I'm doing even better now that you said that. Why? Thomas the Tank Engine's being ruined for me. What's that? I I call being the guy that catches on fire. (laughs) Oh, yeah, from the Fantastic Four. I'll be, what's her name, Jessica Alba? I'll be be the, uh, I don't know, what what was that rock thing or whatever? The the, the thing. That's what it was called. Oh, the thing. thing. Oh, (laughs) That's literally what it's called. That's thing. what it's called. Wow. I don't, know the, fantastic, called? Oh, I don't know the Fantastic Four. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, you'd be, well, the, the the main guy. I forget what his name is. But he, Mr. He, he, fantastic? He, yes, Mr. Fantastic. He, he oh, there you go. I, I wanted to say Mr. Incredible. Like, no, it's definitely not that. Yeah, basically, though. Basically, Napa Racing Fan 927 coming up $2. Appreciate that. Please have an NWP pre race show to replace Foxes. Uh, I wish. I, I can't yeah. say we'd be that great for that long before the race. We'd be better. We'd, we'd be, be better, better, probably. <laughs> well. The best TV cringe to me is always Mikey uh, dumping Taco Bell onto Denny Hamilton. Oh, yeah. 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 That was that. How about a taco? And you didn't want taco? <laughs> That's worth at least 10 pounds of downforce. Oh, also, Eric, stop blocking my beautiful face, by the way. Oh, my bad. Thank you. Oh gosh, we got a fight over here. <laughs> Fat Dad coming in at four ninety nine. Who has had the best racing and finishes so far? F one or NASCAR? Also, biggest surprise in both. Um, biggest surprise, honestly, Chastain. Just no one expected him to be this good after you know uh, his run with the forty two. The biggest surprise in F one is Kevin and Magnuson. I did not expect Haas to even get multiple points this year, but they they have. So hey, the speed's back. As far as best racing and finishes, I mean, it's been kind of hard to beat NASCAR so far this year. I gotta be honest. It, it has, yeah. I mean, it, like IndyCar Texas. Oh yeah, IndyCar Texas was good though. That was really good. Yeah. Um, mean Mean Coast. Okay, that's interesting. Mean Coast coming up dollar ninety nine. Appreciate that. Any NASCAR shops in Daytona you would recommend? Uh, check the flea market by the Speedway. There yeah. are some vendors that actually sell there year round. Um, Get there before like before like two o'clock because they close in the afternoon. Yes. And, um, yeah. there, there is a diecast store. I forget the name of it. It's NASCAR or something. I don't remember the name of it. But I've heard a lot of things that they are very overpriced for what they're selling. So that wouldn't yeah. recommend that one. MVR owner coming up two dollars. Appreciate you doing the mod work for us here on the podcast. Danny will hit rock bottom faster than Dwayne Johnson. Oh, the rock bottom WrestleMania. Oh, <laughs> yeah. the good one. Good. One. Yeah. Uh, JD Land didn't say anything, but gave five dollars. So hey, appreciate the donation there, JD Land. Turnpike coming at dollar ninety nine. Appreciate that. Spending two, <laughs> spending two dollars to call Eric a silly goose. Part two. Silly goose. <laughs> and then I think we got one last super chat, and then I, there's a few new Danny B super fan members. I wanted to go uh, give a thanks to them real quick. Groovy okay. Ghost, Groovy, oh wait, no, yeah, Groovy Goose gave another dollar ninety nine and said, "Jeff, spend a UFO. Just reach up; it's above you." I just did it. Ah, yeah. so there, it on it. there it is. There it is. Jeff, Jeff spun his UFO. Uh, I have the exact same one out in the living room. Yep. 
And then, real quick here, just want to take a second. We did have a few new members. Uh, PTM Billy joined, rejoined the Danby Superfans. Appreciate that, Billy. And then MVR owner also joined up with the Danby Superfans. Appreciate you guys becoming members tonight. That does help support the channel, so we really do appreciate that. And, hey, for now, that is all from us tonight. I think they're oh, – one last super chat. Kylito Newt, 28, coming in. Last second, $1.99. IGN is stupid. Cars mm-hmm. and Cars 3 are awesome. Did you guys hear about this list that they put out? I saw it. The, yeah, I saw the, the shame that they gave the car series. Yeah. If, if, big, if you want to talk bad about soul. Cars 2, go ahead. But They yeah. had Cars 3 worse than Cars 2. How? So, How? Yeah, if you didn't see this list, they ranked all the Pixar movies. They had Cars at like number twenty, and at the bottom two, they had Cars two and then Cars three. Look, I, I'm a Pixar <laughs> snob. Brave wasn't that good. Nobody even saw the dinosaur movie. How Cars is not ahead of those at the very it least? Is, yeah. Weird. They should be at least top ten. So I should I? Should on. I give? I saw one... the film theory on Cars. That was amazing. When it, oh, <laughs> yes. having their big oh, yeah. brains inside the car. <laughs> so, <laughs> should I give one hot take about the Pixar movies really quick? Go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. I got go something ahead. to say. Ratatouille's overrated. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. What? <laughs> and uh, no, I'm with Jared. Incredibles and Toy Story Two are the best. Damn, Eric left. Yeah, he really left. <laughs> All we have is Darian's face. He walked out the door. Yeah, you got both of me. That that face is how Eric feels right now. Yeah, that's how he feels. Oh, yeah, that's Definitely. all you have to do. But Danny, you were going to say something. Really yeah, cool. I was going to say, hey, speaking of cars, uh, since we got 340 people watching, uh, only 185 likes. Come on, guys. You got to lick that like button a little, <laughs> little bit more. Uh, come on. Oh, here, I'll do it, too. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, there I we go. To the noise. That like so button. 300 some people of you watching, so you get the exclusive live like announcement here i've announced it already but friday for special april 1st celebration we're gonna have the rise and fall of rusty's racing tune into that one on danny b talks it's gonna be great we break the- oh my gosh eric broke his headphones jared you're not alone yeah i got a new one too bro he raged to that pixar comment and he broke his head oh yeah just, let's just finish the show. Let's just, yeah, just finish. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I hey, knew what I was R- doing. Rusty's Racing, Rise and Fall, coming to the channel this Friday. Uh, three of these guys minus Jeff, help me with this one. It's going to be hopefully pretty good. I'm trying my best to work around copyright stuff. Hopefully we won't have any issues on that. We'll see. I might have to re-upload it a time or two if I need to. But it'll be coming out. And uh, out of all the Cars movies, this thing was six pages long for my script for it and cars 2 got three paragraphs that was it damn <laughs> that is how little it contributed to the racing history of rusty's racing yeah uh, just briefly mention it for a moment and then just move on <laughs> yes but hey next week guys we will be on the icebergs channel mm-hmm We'll go over all the events that happen at Richmond. Jared, anything you got to say to us before that episode next week? Tune in. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. All right. And, hey, if you guys aren't already subscribed to Jeff, I'll be surprised, honestly. He's got great content going on over there. Check out the 5PD series. Check out the American Trucks Simulator series. Check out the Flight Simulator series. He's got all kinds of good stuff. You're going to find anything you're interested in gaming wise it's probably going to be over there on jeff's channel jeff where can people find you and anything you want to plug before you get off here tonight with us yeah uh just go just my name here on youtube and then uh, i stream on twitch monday through friday in the evening time 
and uh, we do a iRacing League, the OCRP iRacing League. Our, it's, it's a cup series now, uh, going to be moving that way. But that's going to be on Thursdays at 9 p.m. I love the picture, Eric, by the way. He, 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 he is you know how well. you know how salty i get with the bowman shame on here that's how eric feels about ratatouille right now yeah actually and i freaking love ratatouille too eric so i'm with you eric <laughs> and thanks for being on tonight jeff no we really appreciate yeah, you yeah, two, yeah. two hours with jeff, us and the chat here this we, is awesome we really yeah. appreciate this we know you could be doing anything on a wednesday night and you chose to hang out with us so we appreciate that Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Whenever I'm done with you guys, I'm jumping on Twitch and going live myself. So. Well, <laughs> go, go watch him. Let the fun continue, guys. Go check out Jeff Aviano on Twitch. Until next time. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Goodbye. Great, great. Holy moly! Take off, yeah. This guy. Thank you. Hell yeah. Woo! Great job, man. Now we got a crash. Car spinning left and right. Buddy, let her rip. Right like hell, baby. Come on. Oh my god, guys. Yes. Yes. Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.